Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following program, Flame On, is presented by the Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop, Orlando's number one comic and nerd destination, where you can see me probably crying in a corner and with generous support from listeners like you. To learn how you can support other fine geeky programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Welcome to Flame On. I'm Brian. I'm here with people. Hi. I'm a person. I'm Some a people. peoples. Uh, so I got a BJ on my left. What's up? You got a BJ on your left, huh? Yep. Jeff over there. Pat's Hi. on my right. What up? We're all here. Well, I mean, Oral and Jared are not here, but they're here in spirit, as is always the case. Now, if you don't know us, for some reason, this is your first episode. I like to always remind you that we are a gay and geeky podcast. We do pretty much talk about whatever the hell we want to talk about, but mostly review of pop culture and things that we've been recently excited about or less excited about or excited about for a bad reason. I don't know. I lost track. But uh, there are spoilers. We will talk about things that you may not have seen, heard, read, listened to, played, or otherwise experienced in your uh, teledildonic device. I don't know. It's a... That's not the right word for that, but you know what I mean. Teledildonic. I like that. That's going to give you cancer of some kind. (laughs) Probably of your uh, vagina or penis. How how do you listen to the podcast through that? Is it the vibrations? Yeah. But uh, just be warned. If you you don't want to know something, then maybe skip ahead a little bit and you'll be fine. So we're going to talk a little bit about uh, television to start because as is the case, there's a lot of television going on. And uh, usually we do movies first, but there's less movies going on. There's some exciting television going on. Yeah, there's there's lots of good TV. So um, I want to start with just some things that have been coming up or recently announced or uh, shown at the upfronts where they basically show all the pilots and things for the new seasons. In the early season, I guess I should say, in the fall. What's Midnight Texas, BJ? Uh, So if anybody remembers a little show called True Blood. I'm familiar. Um, The demons. The (laughs) Lafayette stands out. Bill. Um, Bill. So good. Um, so the author wrote another book series called Midnight Texas, which if anybody remembers The Gates, 
the gates was about a town just inhabited by a whole bunch of werewolves. supernatural creatures. Oh, it was more than just werewolves? Oh, yeah, no. The, the gates had witches, succubi, yeah. um, a zombie that was revealed in like the next to last episode. So Midnight Texas is pretty much that just from um, just from the whole idea that it's just this random. I cannot remember her name, the author's name. I'm looking it up. Keep going. Podunk. Uh, it's kind of Podunk town that's inhabited by all sorts of things. The trailer um, has a character that's a medium, and he looks like he's giving this old woman a ride. Turns out, well, she's dead. Um, so he's got all these weird secrets. He does um, tarot card readings and all sorts of stuff like that. And then. Um, he meets a girl, not sure what she is yet. The preacher's getting locked in a basement. You know, the, the vampires come out at night and kind of rule the town. Do the freaks also come out at night? Probably. They have a song. Freaks come out at night. No? Oh, my God. That's from something. That is a song? It's no, a that's, song. that's a song. That's a regular song. And I had forgotten it literally till just now. Freaks come out at night. So the writer or the author of that is the, uh, it's called the Southern Vampire Mysteries. Yes. Suki Stackhouse series. Right. By Charlene Harris. Charlene Harris. Yes. I was, I wanted to say something Charlene, but I think I was just thinking back to that, um, that song from Rock Band that Stephen and the Colbert's did. Mm. Oh. Well, and you know, I know of multiple people that have read most of that series and much like the show True Blood, they all kind of gave up about like. Six or seven whatever books for the sh- for the oh, series. Oh yeah, the, the books were like there was like thirteen, fourteen books or something crazy like yeah, that. Yeah, a lot of people agreed, much like the show True Blood, it should have stopped much earlier on and wrapped that up. So, do we know who's making the series? Did the, the showrunner or anything? Uh, I know it's it's on NBC, hmm. but hmm. they um they haven't released a ton of information because it. it was supposed to come out um in like it was supposed to be a um like a spring. Oh, uh, they pushed it back. Yeah, it's got it got pushed way back. Hmm. But is that a vote of confidence that it got pushed back to the fall? Because the spring release is what they did with that Emerald City, and that was basically kind of just putting it out to die. Yeah, because nobody really watched it. Um, it seems like they would have like if they make it a fall release, they have more confidence in the show. Yeah, usually is the case. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, um, another show that I'm a little more excited about than that is in the X Men universe, and it's called The Gifted. Gifted. Speaking of True yes. Blood, Speaking with of uh, Bill Stephen Moyer from uh, True Bill. Blood is Bill, and who else is on that show? Amy Acker, That's who right. is the mom, who mm-hmm. I haven't seen in a while. And they're oh both wait, since Shield, she was Coulson's oh, uh, the, cello cello girlfriend. Well, oh my playing, god, that's right. They're playing the Struckers. Yeah, that's they? weird. That, so so okay. So the this has been in production for a while. I think it was emboldened and like you know solidified because of the success of Legion. Sure. But oh yeah. Singer is. Not only involved Brian Singer heavily, uh, he's also directing the first episode. But it's from showrunner Matt Nix, who's from White Collar and Burn and Notice. Notice. Yeah, but I don't think this show is going to have quite as much humor. Maybe it'll have um oh god, what's his name? Army of Darkness. Bruce, Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell. Wasn't he on um, Burn Notice? He was on Burn Notice. Yeah, yeah I he mean, was. It's, it's quite possible. A lot of actors like to stick with their favorite uh, showrunners, but uh, yeah. So it's and it's got Polaris. And uh, Blink. Yes. Uh, as the two confirmed mutants that we know. Really? Yes. Yeah. And I, I, knew, I, knew, I knew Polaris. I, I didn't realize Blink was in it. Yeah, but it's not the same Blink that was in uh, Days of Future Past. Oh, okay. And it, one of the guys is actually supposed to be the ultimate version of Bobby DaCosta. Really? Yes, that's right. Because I knew he'd show me, and I was like, that doesn't look anything like Sunspot. I'm going to take that back. Uh, 
Jeff Easton was the showrunner for White Collar, so Matt Nix is just from, I guess his big claim to fame was Burn Notice. Yeah, but the, all those USA shows. Yeah, kinda, they all kind of run together. Yeah. yeah, Except for Mr. Robot, which we know is amazing and different. So And that one with Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Which one? That was White Collar. That wasn't. Yeah, she played the wife of one of the main guys. No, yeah. no, she no, had, no. She got her it's own show? Fast, fast Lane? Oh, that was an earlier show. Oh, yeah. Wow. That was that was a while back. She was like the head of this Love like the the this <laughs> spy. Like they were, I don't know. It was ridiculous. If but you, you want to see a recent Tiffany, Tiffany Amber Thiessen, she was on White Collar and she aged pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mm. Okay. All the Saved by the Bell people can be proud. <laughs> She's still aging really well. She's got a show on the uh, Food Network or Cooking Channel. One of those two. Dinner at Tiffany's. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So oh, wow. um, that's clever. That's also clever. coming up here. Name? Is the Defenders? This is the the long-awaited combination of all of Marvel's street-level heroes uh, that have been on Netflix. Mm. And so you get Jessica Jones, you get Daredevil, you get a little bit uh, Lucas Luke Cage. Luke Cage, and God help us, you get a little Iron Fist. Although they have said now that. Uh, Danny Rand will be maturing throughout the Defenders run. Is that a good thing? I haven't finished Iron Fist. I, I so think I it's know. a good thing. Okay. I mean, it's. I'm excited for it mostly because just from the trailers alone, um, Sigourney Weaver looks like she's probably going to be one of my favorite villains. What's what's the uh, like the the odds-on favorite of the character she's actually playing? Do we know yet? I heard it's the the Beast. Mephisto or the Beast? No, no, no. The Beast from Elektra. Uh, the hand, okay. the ultimate thing that possesses Matt Murdock at one yeah, point. Yeah, okay. that stuff. I know That's what I've about. heard. I mean, she's here right now in Orlando for the Avatar uh, Park Pandora thing. Oh, oh, nice. She said some Disney spy go ask her. But um, showrunners for this are interesting. D- Douglas Petrie, who I didn't realize is a Buffy alum, mm-hmm. and uh, also did Marvel's Daredevil, and Marco Ramirez, also from Daredevil and Orange Is the New Black. Marco Rubio? No, not Marco Rubio. The Zodiac Killer. That'd be a far less, yeah, be a far less entertaining series. Uh, but so I'm excited about this because I think the pedigree of these guys is a little better than maybe the one from Iron Fist, who I believe unfortunately is now doing crap. He's doing something else, Marvel. Something crap? Yeah, I'll get back. Is, to is he on that. Punisher? I'll get back. No, it's not Punisher. I'll get back to him. I'm, I'm just excited that they got the fight choreographer from Daredevil. Yes, they got the same fight choreographer from Daredevil, and I'm I'm I always I, the Daredevil fight scenes to me are my favorite, so I'm very I'm very very excited. Um, Drew Goddard is also executive producer, who is the showrunner for season one of Daredevil, yes. and another Buffy alumni. So I'm very uh, alumnus. Hmm. I'm very excited about that. Um, so, crap! I just had it. And I lost it. Um, I'll come back for that. So another show that I'm a little more excited about, although less so since Brian Fuller decided to not continue on, oh. is the new Star Trek. Which they have a trailer out now. It, yes. Discovery. Far, yep, Discover. All of these have trailers if you want to go out and look for them. Um, this one was very exciting because a lot of people were worried this show is supposed to premiere in the spring. And it's going to be on de- like on demand they're first. They're going to air it. No, they're going to air the pilot on the main network and then they're going to put it on CBS's like All Access, which is their own little digital platform. Yeah. But Michelle Yeoh is in it. Uh, as a female captain, um, mm-hmm. her first officer, I believe, is a trans actress. Uh, I'd have to look up the name off the top of my head. I don't remember. Um, it's got it's set in the period before, or I'm sorry, before Star Trek proper, but uh, after Enterprise. 
So it's sort of in that early days of the Federation. Mm-hmm. And yeah. since it's set then, it doesn't matter which universe it's in. They got Klingons that look nothing like the current Klingons. Yeah. Yeah. I read somewhere that they, they were they wanted to... I, I don't know why they decided all of a sudden to do this, but they wanted to kind of redesign a lot of the the races, hmm. the different alien races. So we're... We're probably going to, I guess, if you've never watched a, watched a Star Trek series and you're itching to try it out, I'm pretty sure Discovery is the one you want to start with. Go Just watch Enterprise with Scott Bakula. Oh. Then come watch this one. Oh, God. I went to the, the, the orchestra Star Trek like thing. Okay. And it was great. And they had all the best lines from all the series. And then you get to the Enterprise parts, and it felt like a very special episode of Full House, and it was just super awkward. Yeah. So very, very awkward. So I remembered why. uh, So Iron Fist's guy is Scott Buck. And And he uh, likes to fuck? No. Well, maybe. Probably. probably He he is a showrunner for ABC's Inhumans, which they've also Mm. released a little taste, not much. Uh, we've seen the cast photo, which is very surprising. But according to people that saw the actual footage during Upfronts, the EW photos do not do the costumes justice. Oh, this okay. is good news. This is and good. they also basically all had the same reaction. Fuck yeah to Lockjaw. Yes. So yeah. there's a three second clip yes. that is surfaced from it, which just shows him like, it's almost more Nightcrawler yeah. teleporting into like the street with Black Bolt, and you see him for like a split second, and he looks good. He looks good. Good. He yeah. looks like a bulldog. Okay. You can't quite see his tuning fork. I think it's like right well, on. Well, that's his the head. thing. It, it, you couldn't really. You didn't see the the uh, the fork or the collar, but we'll see how it goes. I mean, they managed to snag the guy who played Ramsey Bolden, so I liked yeah. him from the Misfits days. So I'll oh, give God. it a shot. I'm just excited they actually filmed and are setting the show in Oahu in in, in Honolulu, which I'm like, what? Why would you put the Inhumans there? But that's kind of cool because you know because Atalan's got a lot of plant life. I, you know, no, I mean no, they're, they're on the run the, from it. There, yeah. it's a uh, a coup displaces the royal family and they have to escape. Like the entirety? And it wasn't a coup like by Maximus or something? I, well, no. It just says that there was a, a royal coup and the uh, the inhuman royal family had to escape and ends up on Hawaii. Interesting. Hmm. So that's why it's set in oh, Hawaii. I like that. But I'm excited because, you know, I love Hawaii. Find a sm- black smoke monster and, you know, oh. four-toed statue. Now, somewhat surprising, and this will be the last one, I think, um, they're bringing back Dark Crystal. Yeah, a which, prequel series. A prequel series. Yeah. Which they've been working on a sequel forever. In fact, they waited so long, they actually adapted it into a comic book. But I'm excited about this because the Henson Company is getting to do this. It's not like they sold Disney, just you know, sold it off to somebody to make it. Right. So the fact that the Henson Company and all the people, great people who work there now, I, I mean, they've been doing stuff, but I mean, this is their first major show, I think, since Farscape. Of this kind of like that fantasy sci-fi. I mean, the, the last thing I can think of that they did was that the the last big project I think they were involved in that I can remember is um, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. They they made a lot of the costumes and the aliens and um, and yeah. a lot of that. But no, that's like the last thing I remember. They've them done doing. a little bit of a lot of things. They've yeah. been kind of a production company that doesn't kind of assist. Plus, the Muppets are still a part of their thing, but. 
This will be huge. I mean, I love The Dark Crystal. I need to go back and watch it again. It's I, been a while. I was going to say, the last time I saw it, I was probably 10. I've been reading the sequel graphic novel or a comic book that's coming out, and it's been good, but i got to go back and remind myself a lot. I don't remember it. Yeah, I, I remember. I don't think I can honestly say that I've ever seen it beginning to end. I only ever watched well, it in the background. Our mom didn't love the fact that we watched it at all. She actually, at one point, was like, you shouldn't be watching it. It's dark. It's elves and evil. Like, it's called evil the dark crystal. And... It's dark. Yeah. But it's, 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 it's good. It's good. It's not, hey, look, you don't see David Bowie's junk, okay? So that's, that's better. She only watched Labyrinth all the damn time. Yeah, exactly. Well, dance, baby, dance. Uh, 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 the uh, first time I found Tim Curry attractive. You mean David Bowie? No, in Labyrinth. What? Tim Curry's not in Labyrinth. Tim Wait. Curry's in Legend. Legend. That's Legend. what I okay. I always get them mixed up. Come on, yeah, man. That all right. So no, that was also the first time I found Let's move on David to Boy actual Hot. shows that are out that we have seen, because that was all very, like, teaser, taste this, taste that. I mean, it's cool. Let's but talk about let's, American Gods. And Amu's Bush. We'll get into that. Damn it. We're going to start with the things that have wrapped up, and that has not wrapped up. No We're going to start with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., because Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was Fucking amazing! I haven't finished it. in I'm the like, last, let's say half. I mean, the first half was fine too. No, well, it, it that this season, out of all four seasons, this was the most solid, front to back, start to finish. Yes, them breaking it up into what was it, three or four books, basically. I don't know. Did they ever really name? I guess they yeah. called the one Secret Empire. Is that right? No, it's no. Agents of Hydra. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah, they actually, yeah. Which the, the last couple so, episodes don't really fit that, but it's well, kind of where it wraps together. Yeah, where so it wraps yeah, Ghost Rider for the first Ghost Rider half. into Which the first third. The Dark Hold being introduced. Yep. yep. Then and he went into LMD. LMD with Ada and uh, what's the scientist's name? Uh, Radcliffe. 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 Body yeah. Otis. Body Otis, yeah. Yes. And, and Ada I, obtaining the Dark Hold. Yep. And translating it. And then making the crazy portal and the crazy, uh, what is that, like knitting, knitting with the, the, the devil stuff? Yeah, the, she was tripping on LSD and, and raving well, at the was, same time. It was touched on in Doctor Strange. She was making one of those old portal things, but not using one of the... No, but it wasn't exactly like that, because she was taking the, like that mystical energy and like weaving it. Yeah. Um, at she the weaved end, the brains. Devil's cross stitch. At yes. the end is when it was Doctor Strange. With, yeah. Um, but yeah, it... it it worked really, really well. It seemed like having these little mini arcs to focus on mm-hmm. allowed it to have a better foothold on the story it was telling. And it kind of reached some conclusions because, you know, like when you, with the Ghost Rider segment, like Ghost that Rider. reached a <laughs> word. Oh, God. Uh, when you reach the end of that cycle, that piece was resolved, but it still had these other elements that then fed into LMD and it, and it carried on. Um, I'm super excited that it got a fifth season because I was going to be super pissed if it just ended. So the cliffhanger ending, oh, yeah. spoiler alert, Cover your is yeah. they go in space. Okay. Well, they went into space Coulson. at the end of the last season. Well, no, like they're all in space. Coulson well, is in space. Yeah, sure. We don't know where yeah. the rest of them are. Coulson's in there's, Coulson's There's space. a couple of theories as to what this could be. One is that they're going to introduce sword. That'd be cool. Ooh, I heard about that. The That'd be cool. Other one, really which cool. I actually thought was a little more fun, would be what they touched on in Original Sin, and that Coulson is the man on the wall. Oh, hmm. yeah. And that Fury was the man on the wall, uh, and then when Fury passed the directorship on, maybe, which uh, is why he's able to like know and do so much. Uh, but I you, mean, it's be, it's very deep nerd there. Well, but I mean, it, that could be cool. It didn't. It didn't look like Coulson was really being held prisoner. It yeah. was kind of like, all right, back to work, and then yeah. he hits well, the switch, and it's like, whoosh, 
in space. The one thing I have read is there is definitely a time jump and a significant one. They didn't mm. say how long, but between the seasons. And, and maybe even between the, where they got caught up and then that one scene. Yeah, because so. it ends the, the show itself, the show proper ends with them in the diner, which felt very Avengers. Yep. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're all sitting there and then they get frozen. And then it's like, all right, take them. And then it ends. And then the, the after credit scene or mid credit scene is the whole Coulson in space. So it's, it'll be interesting to see where they take it. But it was great to see Ghost Rider back. Ghost yeah. Rider. Although it felt, I don't think that Ghost Rider's portion in the end. He didn't do a whole lot. Yeah. It, it felt a little flat. Like it was great to see him back. He tied up loose ends. The graphics. Yeah. If there is ever a show that I will commend their graphics department to not make it look super cheesy was the team that did Ghost Rider because that looked yeah. awesome on yeah, television. Yeah, it did look amazing. Did and especially when he would... Yeah, I saw the first. I, I have seen all the way up until they're in the alternate or the Matrix, basically, okay. where they're all thinking they're hydrogens. by and, the way, the framework slash Matrix, the whole alternate reality, I love... That's the high point of the season That That... Honestly, that brought it home that all these all these people are amazing actors because, oh my God, Fitz just episode after episode with him as the head of as like the 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 like he was head the, of the Goebbels or whatever the head Boy scientist was, of the Nazis. Like yeah. he was that evil. Just yeah, 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 he. But I mean, he just dripped evil the in every I, way. I like who they got to play his dad. Oh, I, oh, God, that guy, I know, right? I mean, I've seen him from Braveheart on. He's been like, in so much stuff. He was in Gotham last time I saw him. Yeah. And he was like the high point of the episodes he was in. But what I love, the actress who plays Madame Hydra slash Ada slash oh my Agnes. God. Agnes. Like, slash talk about Ophelia. Acting. Ophelia. She gets to play a lot of different roles and very differently. Each one was very were like, distinct. she's back in a new role. Yeah. It was <laughs> the it was accent fourth that time. The, the, the woman that it was based on that one episode where Phil went, is that her actual accent or did she put on that accent? I don't know. I could. She did a damn good job. If that's like an Australian or a Kiwi accent, she yeah, I, I think that might be her actual like that. I think that was probably the most authentic to her probably. as a person. She was as Agnes, right. and then Ada obviously had to have that affected, that that somewhat affected like, you know, robotic, robotic piece to her, and then Ophelia kind of was that. You know, Madame Hydra, Ophelia was kind of that mix of the two mm-hmm. a little bit. I couldn't believe i mean i i kind of heard they brought back ward yeah i saw which yeah. as a good guy as a well as grant ward before you kind of took him down that dark path so from that perspective that was cool and they brought back trip yeah mm-hmm. yeah um, oh they gave uh I was like, what's the his black guys are back the black guys yeah. are back they gave jason oh, O'Mara they're gonna kill the black guys a, a, a again happy heroic ending mm. even though he was kind of eh, the oh, whole time i didn't oh uh, they gave and they brought but they even brought back um uh bakshi Oh, that's hip- right. Yeah, yeah they brought back the, the the hypnotist Hydra dude. Yeah, like they- it was like a great best of. Yeah. So if the show had ended, not that I wanted to because I enjoyed it, it would have been an okay way to go out. Do we think that because they gave the show a fifth season, but it was always it was always up till the line, and people did weren't a sh- weren't sure which way it was going to go? Do we think the next season will be like they gave them the fifth with the agreement of all right, maybe. Get to a place where you could conclude it's it. It's all television, so if they do really great, they're not going to want to write it I, off. I don't think they would have given them a, a line saying, okay, well, this is going to be it. I do think that they will write it that way to take the 
edge off of if it does and not leaving it at a point. Yeah, especially with shows like this. When that, does but have to it's, n- also, it's also not coming back until January. Yeah. When does Infinity yeah. War come out? Uh, Next year? When? Summer, I'm guessing? I would assume. No, it's, it, is it May? It's May. So one May of 2018 and May of 2019. Part of me oh. wonders if the reason they pushed it out to January it gives them a full like straight run. They don't have to do mid-season, whatever. But it also intersects with Avengers. And if they want to write anything com- commensurate with what's going on in Infinity War, that's a really big thing for them to try to do. And they've been doing it somewhat. Are, are, are Jeff Loeb and Kevin Feige talking again? Well, or? but the Loeb side of the house can always write in conjunction sort of around that and tie in. That's what they've been doing. Yeah, but they've, yeah. especially since the whole bad blood thing. Oh, with, I know, I know. They've, they've been trying to be as avoiding of each other as possible with minor connectivity. Did yeah. They, what but they, I mean, they... Taylor Swift? Yes. Oh. They, they reference Doctor Strange at the end of, like, Ghost Rider comes in and spins his, uh, his chain around and makes his a sling portal. truth. Without yep. a without a sling ring, so you know you're you're seeing the overlap in some of this stuff. Uh, it's also they're not doing like what they did with Agent Carter. Inhumans is going to lead in, and yeah. then after Inhumans is done, then they're going to kick up right. the next Agents of Shield. Huh. Although it's going to be on Fridays, so mm. you know what that says. Mm. <laughs> that means know, they have the most confidence in the world that but, their show will be watched. But that's changed so much with people watching things after the fact, not watching them live. Sure, I know, but but it's, live ratings are still no, they a are major still, factor. They are still, but I think they're 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 getting smarter about that. Well, because so. as far from what I if, I'm, if I read if I remember correctly, what I read is that Shield is I think the number one show in like secondary watching which then why not put it on a, you can put it on a sunday morning and it'd be fine hmm. um another show well, that's on netflix and then you don't have to worry yeah, about really it you can just binge watch that shit um we just finished the flash like oh. minutes a little bit before uh and this is the end of season three with the big savitar slash flashpoint thing I going I on finished i'm like three episodes back i told you i was behind on a lot of right. shows. i won't spoil the ending okay good the uh, uh the deal is here it wraps things up that you wouldn't expect it to wrap up in a way that you go, huh. But it's very rooted in the comics in certain okay. ways. I've, I've heard hmm. some some minor mentions about who they think the season four bad will be. I don't know where they get that from other than just maybe random. I was going to say, they, they've mentioned Godsend. They mentioned Godsend for this season, and they mention, I, I they keep, somebody keeps mentioning Godsend. They're going away from the speedster, I believe, for the season four. And they're losing their showrunners. Oh, really? uh, oh. Not um not the main not Greg Berlanti like he's like the exact he's like the high up one but right. I, I meant to look it up there's a husband and wife that have been doing it since the beginning and they're stepping away huh. and I don't know who they're bringing in to fill in that gap but it's it's kind of like the guy who runs Bones into the ground oh. he kind of kept farming it off to other people as like a a graduate program in showrunnership uh-huh. and it's that same deal I think with Berlanti because I mean Berlanti's over what now five six shows like ha- he's over have you seen the trailer for Black Lightning. I did. Oh, yes. I, I think I killed that off here. I, I shouldn't have because that was really fun. That's what. That's probably what Blacklist was. <laughs> it was. Oh my Black, God, that's what it was. <laughs> it was Black totally Lightning. Totally what that was. See that? Okay. Yep. So anyway, Black uh, Lightning was really good. It looked good. Um, my only thing with the Flash finale, I like the twist that they threw in there between the second. I'm not going to say it, but I'm saying between the because it's basically the finale is basically a two parter. It's not like yes. it's not like the the yeah. Infantino Street episode ends and then there is a gap and then um, the 
oh whatever they call whatever the, the last episode's yeah. called it's not like there's a space it literally like it the, the up, one right. ends and then it goes back a couple of seconds and then continues on mm-hmm. i like the twist that they did i did not care for the way that it the the final episode ended uh. because i'm like why are you trying to talk on heartstrings we already know this show got renewed. We already know this going to be bad. We know what it's called. Like, I get it needs to be dramatic, but really. Without saying what it's doing. You're already saying enough, there's damn it. precedent <laughs> in the comics. Oh, no. Trust me. It, it, I'm it's sure it's not, not that. You're not ready. Trust me. All right. So, so Grant Gustin sacrifices himself, and now uh, Wally's got to become the Flash I mean, next listen, season. You got to watch it. You got to watch it. Until Barry comes back. You got to watch it. But does, no matter, does Barry but no disintegrate what, into the Speed Force no, a la Infinite Crisis? No, no, but no. So do we but all no, know? No, we all, no, but wait, no. But, no. See, no, but somebody from uh, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode, The Gift, apparently decided oh, to geez. lend them the, a copy of yeah. Buffy's oh. Farewell Speech. They quoted Buffy and they quoted Doctor Who at least in that last episode. Now, do you guys know what Infantino is? I thought I'd at least mention this because a lot of people may not. Nope. Carmine Infantino was one of the writer, or sorry, artists of the Silver Age DC comics, okay. and was, I believe, oh. the artist on the Flash when Barry Allen was created. I see. So that's Infantino Street. I thought that was worth mentioning. Um, Nevertheless, she persisted. Oh no! Sorry. No, that's what? Supergirl. <laughs> sorry. Yep. Did that finish up too? Yeah, that was the that was the finale. And then, then was, was that good? Did you like persisted. that? You've been you've been hate watching. I've that. been hate watching it all. <laughs> Did, uh, what's your name and what's his name get together? You can say that about so, any WB show. Really. I mean, really, you can. Superman, yeah, Supergirl, CW that's show. Disgusting. <laughs> because, what's wrong with you? Like one of the things BJ had like complimented the show on when it moved to the CW was, oh, they got rid of all the the. The schmaltzy romance. And then they brought it back. And it was like, yeah, for a hot second, because they didn't want the black guy with the white girl. And then they brought in another white guy and put him with the white girl. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. We got a lesbian, but we can't have interracial. We have no we have interracial lesbians. That's true. We have interracial lesbians. But she's some kind of Spanish. Minorly. Minorly. She's some kind of Spanish. Only slightly ethnic. She's about as ethnic as I am. Slightly quadroon. Did they get rid of Jimmy Olsen? No, they didn't get rid of him. They just they just Shunted him off first the episode of second season. They were like, "Yeah, we're more best friends. We don't oh. need to date." It's like, I need to find myself. And by the way, <laughs> with this then, white guy. and then Monel pops out of the sky. And she's like, "Yeah." Did Monel get a costume? No. Damn it. No. He gets a no. job at a bar for a hot second. <laughs> Is that good? Sure. Eh. No. Is anything on that show? He gets good? to watch. He gets to watch his mother die. Oh well, she kind of poor Terry Hatcher. Get rid of love a lot. Terry Hatcher did pretty. I I the. She was annoying, and then she kind of got into the really bitchy role, and I was like, all right, I don't mind you so much. <laughs> Speaking of a CW show, you know what? Now that they've wrapped it up, they put the whole thing on Netflix, so I finally got to go back and just watch the last four episodes. I actually really liked Riverdale by the end of the season. I, did you? Did I, you I, hear I, when I talked about it? Well, yeah, I talked about it, too. In the yeah. beginning, it was good, and then it was like, okay, it's it's finding its footing. Yeah. But the way they wrapped it up, yeah. I actually really liked it. I am fully intent going back and watching it, because everything I've heard from many people is, no, it's good. It's yeah, it's good. a solid season. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you have not started watching Supergirl, don't try to jump into it now. Did Gotham just, wrap uh, up? No, no, it's still going. It's it's the last two episodes, I think, are coming up. I need Ever? to hate watch that. Please, Ever? No, no, I, mean, no. I think it got Please renewed. I can't, I, owe, I can't. I can't have you get drunk. And, I owe and Ron a drunken no. Gotham rant. Off I owe the rails. it to him. It's. I swear to God, when have you done that on every season? 
No, I only did no, it on the first season. You stopped watching. Oh That's why god. I need to, I need to hate watch over the summer. Oh my god! In fact, maybe I'll like live blog or live drink. I don't know. How I want to. I want to. I want to do this with you because just it. So that's my hate watch. Can you can you do oh, like a I'm Shia LaBeouf watching all of his movies thing where you just have the camera on your face the whole time? <laughs> you don't say anything. It's just Did your he reaction. Do that for all of his movies. Yes. yes, he went to a marathon oh of his movies. And, like, I know. I saw the picture. I just didn't realize he, he actually he recorded the whole. He thing. recorded himself watching all of his oh movies. Oh, we God. would have to do it in such a way that we wouldn't get the sound on video because then we'd probably get blocked <laughs> yeah, from YouTube or whatever. Probably even better. But it's just Brian's expression. Just just no feeling. sound, just his uh, expression. When, it's a lot of acting. When they pulled the Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman origin story, oh, that was the point where I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I'm like, that little Wait. girl already looks like Michelle Pfeiffer to begin with. <laughs> oh, just with her eyes like 45 you know, meters apart. Like her so eyes literally over here. Christopher Walken pushed her out of windows. So you're saying, saying Odin licking me doesn't heal me? No. Oh. But you got to get pushed out of a window. Oh. Apparently not oh, by a that. boss, but the freaking clone of uh, Bruce Wayne. He gets mad at you. He's like, oh, out the window. So is that who becomes Matches Malone? No, it doesn't make sense. Oh my God. So uh, did uh, Penguin and Riddler consummate their relationship? No. Oh, no. They That's did actually. They did actually bring it back up because they were both uh, locked up in, in like cages <gasps> next to each Sexual other. Sexual tension. And Riddler was like, just because I didn't love you back. And I was like, oh, oh. I was like, yes, bitch. Oh wow, yeah. There's some there's some nice little shade throwing there. Oh my god. See, that's those two characters are the only parts that are well, and Alfred, with his ridiculous, yeah. you know, Doctor mm. But like the only Daddy things I care about are, the, is, are those, you know. It's just it's it's all over the fucking place, and now they're like, they're trying to incorporate so many different stories. It's like Batman v Superman. Where yep. they try to shove 12 different storylines into one movie. Mm. It's like you have the Court of Owls. You have, like, I guess, like, Batman's rogues gallery coming together with Firefly, Mr. Freeze, uh, the Penguin, Poison Ivy, like... Hugo Strange. I don't think Hugo Strange just pops up out of nowhere. Hugo yeah. Strange is creating monsters. Jer- Jerome's in there somewhere. Uh, oh, he hasn't been around in a while. I don't know. Did they kill him again? No, they locked okay, him up. Okay, wait a minute. How did they bring him back? Who? I never... Jerome. How Electro- did they bring him back? Electroshock. Some a, a crazy it's dude. electric. A crazy woogie woogie. dude brought him back to life by electrocuting his body. Oh, this is yeah. stupid. It, oh my god! I, I, I don't know if I can do this. His face got removed. If you would like for me to hate watch Gotham. Oh my god! No, they literally cut his face off, and we're gonna and we're using it like as a mask. Oh my god! To, just like the comics to um like inspire his followers, and then he somehow in this process came back to life through this electroshock. And had to, and then killed the guy that was wearing his face, and then stapled it back onto his face. It's, they're just ripping yeah. off the comics. I know, but it was wow. just—it it was, was yeah. so Scott utterly Snyder ridiculous. Better be getting fucking royalties. So, if you would like for me to hate watch Gotham at some please. point, please, please let us know on flameonshow.com or go to nerdyshow.com forward slash Patreon, and then we can uh, get Brian a lot of beer, and it's I'll true. set the camera up, and we'll live stream. Girl, you're gonna have to make 151 planter sponge or oh, whatever. Oh God! We'll I'm lock him in a room. I'm gonna need oh it. My God. Lock you in a room. A bucket of alcohol and an empty bucket. <laughs> no, the same bucket that I have to just leave. Oh. Time it right. Let's don't film play, that. Let's play a game. This, is, right. this need to go on the dark web. I don't want to know what happened at the end of Samurai Jack because this is a show that I love and I intend to watch. And I call privilege on this. I'm sure people listen to the show for a while No, I like to call privilege from you time don't, to time. You don't have to call privilege. I'm accused of calling privilege. You don't, you don't have to call it. I know. You it's just not have. a that's not how that game. Works. You just you look privilege. Oh, that's a great game if, idea. If you just believe it in your heart of hearts, 
There it is. My white heart of hearts. No, you have to not believe you have it. That's right. You have to deny it. Because if you know you have it, it'll go away and the system might change. Hmm. And then you're sharecropping in my backyard. Oh. It's so. Now, BJ, I know you finished the show. I did. Was it a good ending in terms of it's like, did it it redeem or did it satisfactorily end the show? Um, So imagine eating an extra large pizza from a place that closed down years ago and you want to go back, but you can't because the place closed. Well, the owners reopen for about a month and you manage to get in there and get that same pizza one more time. And it just takes you back to all the good, all the good parts of that original pizza. That's exactly that's exactly what I it did. I wasn't sure where this was going because I was like, oh, so then you they try to go back and then it doesn't work the same like a certain bar in this town. But oh. okay, no. <laughs> so it's good memories. I was going to go with good. But, okay. but then you if, run out again. If true, but you take your time this time and don't shovel it in your face like a drunk college student. You sit down maybe with a friend. And you just you take your time. So it was worth returning. Yes. Okay. Every you every shovel some up of it up your ass to hold and save it for later. Just a little bit. Just like just cut a square, put it in the freezer, and think that sure it'll still be good five years from now. And you'll just gnaw on that little ice piece, crying. But it's it's incredibly satisfying. It's what was great. the other show that uh, Tarkovsky did? Oh, the Star Wars. Powerpuff Girls. Clone Wars. No, it was uh, the Titan. It had the robot. They formed. Do you remember that? The one with the redneck fat dude who like yeah. got a robot? Was it Small Wonder? I'll have to look this up. But no. it's that show that I want to see them bring Wrong back robot. next. Which one are you talking about? The one where they had like the rope. They're all there's like an alien race and they came down and landed, and it's like a princess and her warrior, and then their robot, and they formed this Titan. I want to say it's, it's I want to say Attack on Titan. I know it's not Attack on it's Titan. It's not Attack, Attack on Titan. Titan. But if you know the name of the show, no. Um, Sorry, dear listeners. No, seriously, I'll look it up in a second. But that's another Tarkovsky. Show. I want him to do that for. I want him to do what he did for uh, Samurai Jack. I want him to do that for that show. Hmm. I would love hmm. it because that was one of my favorite shows, and it just got killed. So I'm I'm gonna watch it. I'm glad it's back. I'm glad it, it got a chance to end correctly or end to end really. Yes. in the comic book. It is which... it is a finite ending to the series, and it's very Good. very satisfying. Good. Well, those are the shows that have wrapped up that we're talking about. Now, ongoing shows. Jeff, I know you've watched some of the new Twin Peaks. Yes, I have watched part one. Uh, I'm not sure what aired on Sunday, like on Showtime. Two episodes. The first two, two. episodes. Yep. Okay. Uh, they put up four parts on, on, the on demand on the Showtime Anytime app. So if you want to, I think it's an eight-part series. So you can go through and you can burn through the first half of it. Eight? I thought it was eight. Eighteen. Oh, eighteen. Eighteen. Holy shit, that's amazing. But they're doing two episodes a week, so I think it's a nine-week event. Oh, my God. So can you explain to me, because I have never seen Twin Peaks in my life. Can you... Okay. Can you, is there any any way you can explain this show to me? I know there's a cop investigating a murder, and that's all I got. Okay, 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 okay. Oh, boy. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, so the whole show is the catalyst of the show is the death of the high school sweetheart girl, like prom queen in this uh, Washington state town called Twin Peaks. Her name is Laura Palmer, and she is found dead by, I forget if she was beaten or stabbed or both, but she is wrapped in plastic, and they find her body washed up on like the side of a riverbed. And one of her friends is found alive and like wandering back into town in like a ripped and torn bloody negligee and it looks like she's been tied up. And that is the 
catalyst for the rest of the show. Okay. And this FBI agent, Dale Cooper, uh, played by Kyle MacLachlan, uh, comes to town because he is. This is pre like Millennium and like the whole profiler thing, but he's investigating these very similar murders. Uh, and if you want more information, you can watch the movie uh, Fire Walk with Me. It goes into more detail about like the case history and why he's turned on to these things. But you come to find out that there's a whole bunch of different intertwining relationships in the town, and there's a lot of people that on the surface seem more innocent, and then you find out there's a whole lot of shady shit going on, and that's pretty much the the main thing for everyone in the town. Everybody's got their dirty secret, yeah. which is nowadays is commonplace. Mm-hmm. But back then, it was very unique for a nighttime drama, and it was even more so because David Lynch, when he made it, was almost doing a parody of soap operas. Oh, uh, okay. And there's a through line running throughout the show as this these people watch their TV shows, and there's this one show, I can't remember what it's called, but it is basically telling you the plot of some relationship on the show in the fa- in the fake show, like as a joke. Like so, there are these two high school kids, and one of them was Laura's ex boyfriend, and he's heartbroken about her dying, but he was actually also with her best friend, and they can't be together because reasons. So they're kind of like the Greek chorus. Sure. Okay. Uh, there's also you find out in the second season. I mean, this this is a show in the '90s, so spoiler alert. Is there a timeline on that? I mean, I haven't watched it, but I don't care. Basically, the first season was like. When does seven Ray episodes. Weiss become the devil? That's what okay. I want to know. First season was only seven episodes, and that was when uh, what's his name uh, Lynch was fully involved. Yes, directed, wrote, co-wrote, had all the the hype in the world around this show. It was a huge success. Everybody was behind it. They wrapped for the second, uh, the first season. Lynch couldn't come back. I forget what the reason was, but basically the other guy, Mark Frost, carried on the show without him for a second season. Oh, that's what it was. I think he left, David Lynch left, because the the studio basically wanted him to wrap up and answer who the killer was. Because all throughout the first season, they did not answer who actually killed Laura Palmer. And according to David Lynch, they were never going to. It was just going to be the catalyst to explore this town, this weird town and all of its weird relationships. They never had any idea or never, never had so it's any... it's like Lost. Pretty much. They just told everybody, yeah, we know who the killer is, and they never actually intended on saying it. Oh, wow. Uh, the studio pressured on them saying, no, no, you need to reveal that. People aren't going to keep watching this show. Unlike Lost. Right. <laughs> so when they did, it turned out it was her dad oh, possessed spoilers. by some entities. Ray Weiss? Ray Weiss was her father. Yes. Right. Uh possessed by this uh entity called i think bob and he's just like this he's this guy the wearing hydra like, agent sure okay not the, from the deadpool, deadpool. Oh. Uh. um he's got like this long white hair and he's wearing a denim jacket and he looks like you know just the ultimate skis ball but apparently he's like super evil and he possessed ray weiss and there's a history of him possessing different people and there's this whole mythology around the show um and yeah, and then after they answered that the the question of who killed Laura Palmer, the ratings tanked. Well, of course, and they mm-hmm. didn't know what to do in the show. And then it became more about just the random everyday life in the show, and they had to justify why Dale Cooper would stick around after the murder was resolved. And then it involved this hotel up on a cliffside, and then these owls in the forest, which might have been aliens, and who knows? It's kind of a weird thing. So I've only watched the first episode of The Return. Uh, and they are not trying to answer anything fast. Nice. 
and it's pure David Lynch acting, which if you've seen anything in, in, in Twin Peaks or any David Lynch movie, it's almost like he tells all of his actors, okay, I get you're trying to act normal. Scale it back a bit. I need you to act a little bit more like you have a chunk of something missing, and you're just kind of dead inside. <laughs> but you're putting on the air like you're still normal. And everybody kind of has a similar performance, which is, it's like if if you're paying attention, it draws you in more because it's so weird that okay. you're just like, and there's no music. There's this kind of, not white noise, but this there's this sound in the background that's just like noise, but that's nothing. So it's like when you're in a, a room and there's nothing on, you can just, the, the silence is deafening. That's like the soundtrack for the show. Okay. <sighs> so it do, it does everything to like draw you in by not doing anything. So the, oh, there's a name for that. The, the absence of uh, color or the absence of song. Anyway, what's the new season like? Uh, well, the end of the second season, so many years ago, uh, Kyle McLaughlin's character gets possessed by Bob, the big evil ancient entity. The drag queen? Yes. And can she turn it? Yeah, she can. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's that's a drag reference. I figured. Okay. I figured. Uh, but yeah, they leave the show on a cliffhanger where this guy, this hero you've been following the whole show is now possessed by the, the big evil thing. And nobody really knows. And he looks like he's gone insane. So this new season, it looks like from the brief amount you get to show Kyle McLaughlin, he's still possessed and he's basically just kind of been doing his own thing. I don't know if that's like he's undercover and he's still an FBI agent or how they're going to wrap that up, but they bring back so many of the actors from the original series. Yeah. Like, I know there's a few Ray that... Weiss? Not yet. I, don't, I think he... I thought he died in the first... in oh, the original series. That's a shame. But, like... There doesn't was a, mean he couldn't come back. They... Ashley Judd is in the new show. I know she hasn't been... Duchovny. I didn't realize Duchovny had he played was, an FBI agent. He was a cross-dressing FBI agent. Oh, my God. I did know that. Yep. I completely forgot. Yes. He's back. Um, yeah. it's It's been kind of weird just to see all of these actors that you haven't seen since... Because a lot of these people, after Twin Peaks wrap, they might have done a couple of things, but this was what they were known for. Yeah. And because it's such a weird thing, they weren't probably getting like a lot of roles in regular... TV. Well, Lynch is just weird in general, and I have never been a biggest Lynch fan, and I want to, but Lost Highway, other than a few cool songs in their soundtrack, yeah, it was a little too much, and I have yet to watch Eraserhead, and I have yet to watch Mulholland Drive, Mulholland Drive, Blue, uh, Blue, Velvet. Blue Velvet, like all the all the classics. Blue Velvet seems to be the quintessential. If you want a Lynch film that you can try to, if you want to get like the quintessential Lynch, you'd watch Blue Velvet. Well, and that's what everybody said. Plus, of course, got Kyle. But like, I'm I'm very interested in this. I have friends who are also curious about it, so I really need to watch it at some point. But it's a lot. Have you listened to Damn Fine podcast? No, and I will tell you this: I've seen a lot of people online talk about the new show mm -hmm. and saying that the one thing you can do to ruin the experience is by doing what I used to do with Lost and researching the fuck out of it and trying <laughs> to, to make it to, and trying to get it to make it sense. Trying to get it to make sense. Just watch it and get weirded out by it and then see what conclusions you come to. And if you don't, ah, hey, it's still entertaining because it's just so bizarre. Well, I will look forward to seeing it at some point. Let's move on because we got a lot more stuff to talk about. Is anybody watching Kimmy Schmidt? Season three? It, season three? It, it, uh, just season three just came out and I've watched like nope. the first two episodes. It's amazing and hilarious. I mean, it's Kimmy Schmidt. So. I just want to get to the lemonading episode. <laughs> American Gods. Now, mm. this 
Sorry. Okay, put your thirst away for a second. I will never put my thirst away. For a I will, second. The ocean will not slake that, my thirst. That, that Ifrit it was an attractive, salt water. attractive <laughs> fire demon gin. He was. Now, if you are not familiar with American Gods, it is based on a Neil Gaiman novel from early 2000s. Is yeah. when I read it. My copy is probably from the original run. Yep. And it's old, and it's great, but I don't remember much about it. Other than the main character, Shadow Moon, other than that he deals with gods. Okay, that's what I remember. A little more specificity, but whatever. Yeah. This show, they've been trying to develop this forever. Finally got uh, Brian Fuller from Hannibal. And, and Stars. Perfect. On Stars, yeah. Uh, and I forgot his co-guy, but he was from Hannibal as well. Yeah. Um, they got them to adapt it. They oh, gave, David, David Slade? No, he's a director. It's well, another, he directed the first episode. Yeah, first couple. But um, they basically like they said, no, do it up. Do your thing. And Give us Hannibal, but with American Gods. I will say that I think Hannibal is still a stronger show. Yes. But I am enjoying it. It's a different... I will say, yes, I think the tone of Hannibal appealed to me more in in, a, in an odd way. American Gods is not more chipper, but it's more mysterious and less just, you know, horrible things are about to happen. Yeah. Hannibal always had that air of... Everything is going to go really wrong. Death, well, and what's Death weird, is everywhere. It's also very impressionistic. It's taking little vignettes from the, sh- uh, the the book. It's 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 making little like disconnected things. And I'm sure they'll all come together mm. in some way at some point. They are getting to flesh out things. I just watched the Laura, uh, Laura episode, Moon. the Laura Moon episode, and they've definitely fleshed her story out, which is good. Because in the books, you know, a little less. Well, and Fuller had talked about. His hopes in this show were maybe to draw back on some people, some characters from the books that you know maybe got too much and didn't really have a lot happen with, and then focus on other ones that he felt deserved more attention. And I agree completely with that idea, and I, and I think Gaiman also really is is interested and pleased. Uh, I would love to see more Mister Nancy. Oh my God, Orlando Jones killed it in that he, one appearance. I, I so uh, he's a little bit in the book. He's not a lot, but Anansi Boys is sort of a spiritual or well, it's follow up, but it's not based on Shadow's story. It's about on Mr. Nancy and his kids. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't have the best, like, Mr. Nancy in my head. Nothing like Orlando Bloom's representation, but I freaking loved it. Jones. Orlando Jones. Not Orlando Bloom. Sorry. Very important distinction. Orlando Jones and Orlando Bloom. White privilege is not winning that run. All those Orlandos. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Uh, So many. Seriously, though, I haven't seen him in a hot minute. Like He hasn't been in stuff in a while. He's been in Katy Perry recently. But I'm Chang. (laughs) Really? (laughs) They were dating for a while, like a year. I had no idea. No idea. I think the last thing I saw him is he he was like a a VR, like a a hologram in um, that uh, The Day After Tomorrow, maybe? Like some random. Yeah, anyway. Um, No, it wasn't that. It was something else. Time travel. Time travel. Uh, Time machine. That was the last time I saw Orlando Jones. Oh, he was on uh, Sleepy Hollow. For the first yeah, couple I, seasons. I haven't watched Sleepy Hollow, so. But he left to basically, I think, get do this. into yeah. this show. Well, it was amazing. The the scene on him of him on an African slave ship, highly worth watching. It's totally standalone. You could just watch it, have no idea what's going on, and enjoy the hell of it. Yes. Same thing with um, Bilquis. Any scene you can get of, of Bilquis. Uh, just feeding her ego, so to speak. Feeding mm. her ego. Uh, highly recommended. I was wondering how they're going to pull that off. I think everybody was. And, and they did it a couple times, which I was like, oh, we're going she, back to this. She well. had a bit of a feeding frenzy. <laughs> Seriously. Um, also, a uh, big fan of Ian McShane. My brother and I both, I think, uh, 
worship the ground he walks on. I love the fact that he has some kind of color contact to on one of his eyes, yeah, the, and they don't always play it up. But then there's those certain scenes where you can just you see, see yeah. like I like I like the subtle detail. Mm-hmm. And Peter Stormare as a uh, Chernabog. I mean, he's playing Peter Stormare. But in a very... It was like, the role he was born to play. Seriously. And and the sisters, like uh, old Cloris Leachman. Oh, yeah. And whoever... The the, the middle sister, I, I swear I've seen her and stuff. I can I remember... I don't remember what she's been in, but I recognize she's her. She's very recognizable. And even the uh, sister who comes out at night. Like, all of that was just great. Um, Jillian, Jillian Your girl, Anderson. Jillian Anderson, is I Love Lucy. Uh, How was that one? I was waiting for the line. Waiting for that line. You want to see Lucy's tits? I mean, seriously, like, oh my god, the 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 tech boy—they totally changed that, but that thankfully because it was kind of boring in the book. Um, they gave Dane Cook something to do. So, oh, I didn't tell. Good for them. So, so Pat's a big fan of Dane Cook. Uh, if you if you want to watch his episode, because I don't think he's in a whole lot, you get to see a lot of Dane, a lot more than I thought I'd see. You get to see Dane get just pussy whipped just within well, like. Five minutes. Yeah, there's that too. But, uh, but, um, let. Does it get fucked with a strap on? Because that's the only way I'm watching. Nobody. I like I like front and back seats. So wow. I'll watch it. He wow. sings while he's getting blown. There's that. Mm, that was kind of a weird thing. Yeah. Um. Now, let's talk about the scene that everybody is very excited and talking about. Um. I do remember this scene again. You knew if you read the book. Yeah. If they did it accurate. It's going to be a very well, the memorable book, scene. The book wasn't... I don't remember in the book being like super... Throbbing specific. Scene. No, was but it? they didn't hold back that it was, you know... Yeah. It was two men that just kind of... Thank you for the for the Foley work there. Just, BG. you know, in a, in a desert at night hey, in shimmering silver um, and fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that either, but let me say... Are you going to break out into Amazing Grace? <laughs> oh, like it's the wrong culture, but okay. Grace. Uh, Ifrits, or Jin, genies, in the common... Whichever. Common. Yeah, whatever. Uh, evidently like to, uh, you know, have a, little, have a little action, and then swap bodies, or don't swap. See, but- that's what I was confused about. In the book, they made it pretty clear that basically... The djinn assumes the identity of the guy the next day. So then that's what happened. But in this one, like the guy, oh, yeah, no, actually, it yeah. was kind of like a reversal. Like the other guy took over the djinn's old life. Yeah, you're and became right. the taxi driver. Maybe his gets, eyes weren't glowing. Maybe he gets to upgrade if he wants. Otherwise, he just, you know. I think maybe that was like the wish that he granted. He basically, this guy was, you know, a, a terrible yes. salesman and wasn't making any money. He's like, cool, here's my life. I was a taxi driver. And then he shows the license and it was somebody else entirely. Yes. So. Yeah, no, I think that's what it is. Because the whole idea of genies don't really give wishes, but you have sex with one. They and give <laughs> something, all right. And maybe you get something else. But no. yeah. Give me that fire belly. It, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's really more of a fire uh, groinal lower. Yes. yes. Anyway. Demon seed. There you go. Um, <laughs> it was good. It was good. Like, Fuller's gay man. He was very, uh, I guess he went back and reshot the scene because he just didn't think it was sexy enough. And okay. it's on stars. So I can you know appreciate what? that. Go for it. You and know? St- stars, they already proved their merit with Spartacus. I mean, I, again, I was thinking of Spartacus. If you are, yep. if you are a man or a woman in, f- in, in a fan of, you know, just sexy time, 
anyone can love that show. Gay, straight, bi, trans, doesn't matter. They've had some gays, uh, some non-gays. They have some sure, they some had straight up. They they were not discriminatory on that uh, show. Shadow and Laura got a little action. Oh, you mean stuff. on American Gods? Yeah, American Gods. They oh. had a little bit, but no. So it's a great show. The music is a little heavy. At, at times, I wish they would dial that back a little bit. Even though I love uh, Reinsel, I think I, I like his stuff. He did Hannibal as yes. well. Uh, Brian Reinsel, but I just uh, there's it's a little heavy at times. And I love Fuller. I love his stuff. I mean, he's one of my favorite creators, I think, of television. But again, it's like a little too much at times. And it, it, it just feels like, let's be a little more straightforward. Let's do a little more. It's very decadent. Decadent is the right word. And, and that makes sense because Hannibal is decadent. But, yeah. And Pushing Daisies. Uh, Doctor Who. Now, I don't want to go on forever about this. But I will say we just watched Extremis. Extremis. This is the mid-season Stephen Moffat episode, which already pisses off about half of the people listening. Because as I've come to realize... Triggered. Sorry. (laughs) Trigger warning. You snowflakes. uh, Stephen Moffat is not the most popular Doctor Who writer. This is a shocker to most... Well, to me at least... But seriously, what? I knew what? I knew it would shock you. What did what did what did Mr. Moffat, Moffat do to to ruin his reputation? Evidently, among he, Doctor Who fans? he is a misogynistic prick who can't write women. That's ah. what I've been told. Now, I am not a woman, so I do not speak from any experience with this. I know you're not shocker. I know if um, you are a lady. But what I will say is I find that argument incredibly dismissive of what he does do well. And I admit I know people who classic Who fans or Whovians new Whovians who do not like Moffat and do not like what he's done. He is leaving. He has about, what is it, uh, six, seven episodes left? I think mm-hmm. six, yeah. So, uh, well, plus Christmas special. So he's got like seven, and then he writes off Capaldi, and everybody can can breathe a sigh of relief that they're, at long last, the, na- the nightmare is over. They can go on and enjoy uh, Broadchurch Doctor, or whatever that, whatever that becomes, and we'll see what happens with that. Um, the Wait. showrunner's Broadchurch. Oh, right, right, yep. right yeah, yeah. Uh, I forgot his name. But they still haven't even hinted at who they think no, the odds No, there's on. been a lot of hinting. and one, Is it still that guy from Love Actually? Maybe supposedly, I'm I'm still hoping. I honestly am holding out for a person of color, uh, or a woman, the, uh, or trans actress, but the uh, or actor, the uh, was it the one? Uh, there's a, a British actor of Indian heritage that's being also put out there as another possibility. Oh. Who, who I can't remember. He's he's from something recent. Um, and then of course there's the usual like this white guy. Um, plus the ginger guy, which right. there's never been a ginger doctor. So, hey, that's something new, but whatever. Um, Redhead's coming up, yo. It, He's got yeah, to eventually. They, anyway, my point is uh, this season so far, Bill's been great. I've really enjoyed having a, a lesbian uh, companion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They play with that in this uh, extremist episode a little bit. And uh, what I absolutely love, again, spoilers, um, they've done something new. They've made the doctor blind. Which I've never, they've never done that for more than an episode, if if even an episode, and they had a very good story reason for it. It wasn't just oh, let's blind him. No, it was a very like touching kind of sacrificial thing he had to do to to, to have that happen. Is that like from the beginning of the season on? No, it was like the fourth or fifth. It was actually fifth episode because this is the sixth. Yeah. Huh. Um, of the season so far, all of the episodes have been really good, except for the one where they're like in a locked room in a, like a in a sort of like a. A, not a spooky ghost situation, but they're in an old house that's got things going on. Okay. That episode was kind of crap. But the rest, of it, I think, have been great. And I'm going to say, for the record, Extremis was amazing. 
And I'll tell you this without telling you why, because the why is actually something I want everyone to experience organically, except Jeff, because you walked in at the end of it. Yep. But it is, to me, when you watch it, you'll understand maybe one of my favorite theories of reality. And I'm just going to put that out there and say, if you want to go speculate or look it up, hmm. um, watch the episode and you'll see what I'm talking about. But it does involve uh, Vatican, which is very timely given our national uh, Cheeto in chief is uh, visiting the Monsignor right now or just did. Made a great photo, too. <laughs> some, some great, great memes came out of that. Pope looks um, It's got some great Nardole, uh, who's finally kind of doing a little bit because he hasn't been doing a whole lot. It has callbacks to other Doctor Who lore in the recent history. Again, I don't want to say any more than that, but you just got to watch it. It's good. Um, and it sets up an actual real threat for the end of the season. So okay. yes. I think it was a really great episode. And it actually starts tying together the threads of all of the hints. It starts giving you answers. That way you're not waiting until the end of the season. Yep. Nice. I wish this was the Capaldi we had all three I know. seasons. Yes. I know. Yes. They went super hard ass. And then realized nobody wants that. And then Goofball. did a complete course correct overcorrection. Yeah. And they were like, he's fun and in his pajamas playing his guitar. I literally think <laughs> and it was Sonic like, this, Shades. This is fucking stupid. <laughs> I literally And think- now he's that mix of like yes. witty but like a dick at the same time. Like yeah. this, yeah, yeah, he has oh, this is how it should have been. He has enough bite as opposed to too much bite. I really yeah. feel like the first episode of Capaldi, Deep Breath, is still to me one of the best of his episodes because he even then had what he has now. But again, like you said, they've kind of course corrected and come back and it's this yeah. whole thing. They overcorrect. No, they did. That they was did. the problem. Um, so yeah, Doctor Who, uh, I've been loving it. Um, I'm sad to see Moffat go. Especially because he's basically not going to write any more Doctor Who, which makes me really sad because I think he's one of the best writers hmm. of Doctor Who ever. So there, put your nasty Stephen Moffat comments in the, or uh, things in the comments uh. of this episode if you want. Um, all right. Before we move on out of television, uh huh. Since BJ, I'm sure you've watched them. Did you watch the latest Stephen Bond? Oh boy. Yes. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. And I'm. I was. I. I, I moved to a new place, and my new roommates have not gotten used to me freaking out over television. And, like, I watched all of them in a row and then proceeded to scream and run around the upstairs living room, and then I had to lay down for a minute. But, yes, yes, I am. And now this episode is going to come out right before the Memorial Day holiday. Mm-hmm. But we get another episode on Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. Which is going to, I guess, uh, cap off... It's an hour-long special. ...this whole, like... Because this is the end of season four, which there's been rumors that season five was going to be the end, mm. and it really looks like that's how they're going to play this, is that they're going to wrap this up in another 25 episodes. I, I, she, said, she said she didn't want to go more than five, more than six seasons, and she, I think... I remember in an interview, she said she had already written the end. Yeah, but I, the way that it, it, it kind of all got to the finale of like these this is what was five episodes four episodes uh i think it was four because there was there was kind of a nonsensical episode that started this the the whole thing where where the townspeople started disappearing Um, there was the one before that because it there was the one episode that was supposed to be part of the last set and then it didn't and then it there was a big delay nobody kind of knew what was going on Mm -hmm. which was kind of that fear of like oh they're gonna cancel it because you had uh was it lion four alternate ending 
So then that got leaked online, and then it was still a matter of like, oh, well, it's going to be at the end of April. And then April went away, and it was like, all right, well, then it's going to be in May. There's pieces of things that are kind of popping up that are maybe a thing that's going to kind of be a, a thing. Did you notice the potential ship legs that were in the sand? Yep. Which also felt really awkward when he was dealing with mommy issues Mm -hmm. and basically had to go through the legs and through the door. Yep. I was like, come on. Symbolism. Vagina symbolism. That was bizarre. But it it felt a little... It felt like there was not a lot at stake in the first couple of episodes. Even though townsfolk were disappearing. Yeah, it wasn't... There wasn't anything major. Like, they had the cooking episode with Lars and you had... You know, all this stuff kind of happened, and then it just was like, and we're going to fuck you up right now. And those last two episodes were like, and I, there are moments where I'm just kind of like, meh, all right, whatever. Well, who, is, who is that blue gym, though? The, the, the little one? Aquamarine? Aquamarine. And Topaz, her bodyguard. Are you my mommy? And I will say, no, aqu- are, I, I will say <laughs> Aquamarine. Doctor who. Oh. Are, are you, are you I'm trying to find my dad. Uh, oh, hey, so. Are you my dad? If if this series has done one thing is that every time they introduce a gem, I'm like, oh, she's not from Earth. She's just a weird alien. It's not her fault. Like, oh, I kind of feel bad for her. No, Aquamarine is a bitch. And I want her to poof so fucking bad. Because my, my favorite, though, was after he encountered them, after he encountered Aquamarine and Topaz and went back to the house, the beach house, it had Connie... Um, Amethyst, Pearl, and Garnet. And he was describing her, and they're trying to draw her. <laughs> and it's like, you know, Connie drew... An anime w- girl? W- <laughs> one that kind of looked like it. Um, and then, like, Amethyst's like, I was going for a feeling. And Pearl drew something. I forget what it, what it was. And then it's like, Garnet, you just drew yourself. I like me. <laughs> I was like, that's why I love Garnet. <laughs> um, but they... They played on this whole "Are you my dad?" thing mm-hmm. because it it and it may tie into more. Maybe they're foreshadowing there being more to because they brought up the whole. Well, Stephen's the only one like this, and I think it was Connie that said, "Are you sure?" And they all kind of looked at each other like, oh. "Well, no." Rose, Rose was a bit of a hoe. <laughs> well, um, but I mean, they've also there's also been a lot of theories that. Um, like the Rocknaldo episode where he talked about shards of a gem flowing through his blood and people have said oh that maybe that's why Lion is Lion. Maybe there's shards of pink diamond running through or the the shards of pink diamond were merged with Lion and that's why he huh. has the powers he does. Because there's been a whole bunch of fan theories about, you know, his powers and the things that he does and the portals and all that being diamond like powers. Mm-hmm. Um, but they really played up this whole thing with Aquamar- Aquamarine going around and, you know, asking if, uh, you know, are you my dad? And then it coming down to the fact that it was when Steven was trying to spare the world from Perido, he listed off all these types of people oh, that yeah. the world had. And it was like, oh, it was Sadie, Connie, and it was Connie, Sadie, Sadie and Lars, Lars, my dad, yeah. Onion, <laughs> I think. Yeah. <laughs> God, I swear, every time Onion is on the screen, I want to drop kick him. Oh, 
What I love about this is Pat used to think the Steven Universe is the most annoying thing. I played an episode of it. You were like, I still hate Steven. Send me hate mail. It's fine. I tried. I I watched the first few episodes because I thought maybe it would appeal to Henry. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, He's a little young for that. Cartoons in general. That's true. DuckTales. Woo. Woo. That's a woo. But then at that point, do I play the old one or do I just wait to the new one to start? I'll play the old one. one. I mean, I got the new one. It'll be two. The the new one one. looks fantastic. Yeah. We gotta play the old one too. The new one looks great. Again, like how much is he gonna remember? Uh, All right, that's a question I ask myself every day. Uh, How much of this is he gonna retain? Yes, let's talk about movies. Um, I've seen them. Next, no. (laughs) So there's two movies that I've seen the last few few month month ish. All right, let's start with Guardians because it's the elephant in the room. Guardians Volume Two, Guardians of the Galaxy. I should say Volume Two. I cannot get behind the idea of Sylvester Stallone playing fucking Starhawk. Thank you. (laughs) Fuck that shit. Thank you. Fuck it hard. Thank you. Fuck it long. Because I will give Charlie 23 to Bing Rains. That's fine. I just didn't recognize that that's what they were doing other than Martin X. Right, which apparently was Michael Rosenbaum, Lex Luthor. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but even better, do you even remember Mainframe? Because I sure don't. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> but the fact that fucking Miley Cyrus voiced it, like, what? Well, and they actually Did had you the... even tell it was Miley Cyrus? No, no. I read the no. credits. But they had future Sorcerer Supreme, whatever the hell that thing was. Remember the serpent that actually became the future Sorcerer Supreme? He was Vaguely. in there in the post-credits really? sequence. The the red lizard creature. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yep. That's wow. the and then they had Nikki. Oh, who I, didn't, I didn't even recognize because Nikki had flaming hair. He was he was weaving magic too. The oh. lizard thing that was Nikki. Really? Yes. Yeah. What? So so overall, if you're gonna do a Guardians of the Galaxy, the OG uh, you tribute, better have Vance Astro in there somewhere. Exactly. And I don't mean major victory because that was stupid. Yeah, well. <laughs> I want Vance Astro. Right. I'm in a bodysuit that's over my face. Exactly. Astro. And 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 <laughs> admittedly the Yandu thing, like I get it. Like I see how they tied it in. It just didn't make any sense. Like I'm yeah. glad they had an arc. I will say this. I did enjoy Yandu's arc as a character in both movies. I think that was probably the most impressive thing. Uh Chris Pratt wasted because honestly yeah. didn't I, get to do really anything that's Chris Pratty. I didn't I didn't I was gonna say Star Lord's arc was the weakest one to me, and it was and it supposed was, to be the biggest one, and I'm like no, I like what everybody else is doing other than him. Star Lord's yeah. supposed to be a cad. They made him too weighted down by daddy issues. Yep. Yeah. Um they, they really didn't aside from Yondu and Rocket, there really weren't a lot of story arcs. Gamora and yeah, um, I believe, Nebula. I believe the Gamora that Nebula felt thing. Shoehorned. But I believed like, it more than Chris Pratt's performance about finding his dad. Yeah. Uh, um, it was an, it was odd. The rocket thing was just weird. I didn't know what they were really trying to do other than just be like pissed at each other for a little bit. Oh no, I I understood it's that completely. Rocket's an asshole. Well, it's, yeah. It's because when just... when you're I'm going to LD. I'm going to I'm going to tell a little bit too too much of my shit. Uh-oh. When you're not a confident person or maybe you're suffering from depression, you overcompensate. There's a chance you will overcompensate within the worst possible ways. Hmm. So some of the shit Rocket was doing, I was like Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've totally sabotaged some relationships in that way. But it's can, also... Can a mat- we move on? It's also a matter of when you when you have a lot of internalized pain and you don't think that you're worthy of a family, you're worthy of love, because he was, he was experimented on. He's a science project. 
he doesn't feel like he's deserving of a family. So he's what a, he does he's is a trash panda. He becomes, you know, the biggest prick and yeah. he pushes people away. Okay. Yep. Because well, then they can't get close enough to actually for him to have to be vulnerable. And then, then I get that. I guess it I just get the rocket thing. I entertain me and didn't resonate with no. me. The it, movie it kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, it did. It, it hit and way too it with hard. Yandu, who is also the other prick of the, the movie. And it was like, oh, now they're bosom buddies because they understand each other. I think the movie worked, but it worked at the expense or against type for a lot of the characters. Like even Drax, whose whole thing is he's supposed oh. to be a killing machine, and all he did was say quippy one-liners the whole movie. Yeah, look, like, yeah. he says the thing that comes through first. He's, thing that comes. He to his said head. the inappropriate yeah. thing again. That crazy Drax. But it, yeah, mm-hmm. that felt really forced because it was in the first movie. It was it was an unexpected and it was unexpectedly funny. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was just that he was like he obviously like he just did not get the joke, and now this time around it was like forcing it to be the joke, yeah. right? As opposed yeah. to it making it unintentionally funny. Yeah. And it, yeah. Now the opening of the film, the whole dance with Baby Groot. I heard it was fantastic in 3D. I didn't. I, I saw it in regular. We didn't see it. In, did we see it? It was cute. No. I, I. It was cute. I thought it was the best part of the whole movie. Honestly, I, I really, I really liked the opening of the movie and, and everything with her and her army and all that were, was great. Yes. Oh, oh, that yes. Is, I did not realize that the whole his whole interaction with Drax was why he would stop dancing because like there's a portion where he's where Drax gets gets mm-hmm. knocked out like gets knocked and he's right in front of him and, and he freezes just stops. It's the same joke. From yeah, the I yes. didn't realize like I didn't put two and two together. Oh, with that, that was the yeah, part of the yeah. credit scene from the left from the last movie. Because, we well, because uh, I guess the way that like I was reading about it, the way Groot really wants Drax's approval and friendship so he knows that Drax doesn't like dancing as he mentions in the movie oh that makes sense why he's always attacking Drax too okay so it's a matter of like it's it's him trying to give back what the person wants in order to have that that bond with until he becomes adolescent Groot and then it's just like like, fuck you all I love that joke (laughs) so much I mean you were going to consider this movie for Academy Award nomination simply because Ben Browder got some work Ben yeah. Browder with a for British a accent, second, which is awful. <laughs> Why the fuck did they give him a British Every accent? Every time he does a British accent, anything it's awful. But oh. just like when he was in Doctor Who a few years ago, just like this, even though he's painted gold and I could barely recognize him, but I recognized him. Oh, I recognized him the second he was on screen. Like I know you. I yep. was. It, it it made my inner Farscape fan oh. very happy inside of my pants. So that's great. I know, and I think the rest of the theater heard you too. <laughs> To be fair, I did give Brian a heads up beforehand. I was like, Brian, there's a very special cameo you're going to really appreciate. If you hadn't, it probably wouldn't have registered for me until a little later, and I would have watched credit and been like, but um, uh, I do love the Adam Warlock tie, even though I would have rather him probably be in the film, and then it'd be Richard Ryder as the after credits thing, because I guess he got bumped because of that. And I am sad they cut Simon. um, I'm not, because your explanation is like, if if for whatever reason, uh, what's his name, why am I blanking on his name? Oh, Nathan Fillion? Can come back in any other character. Like, they actually cast him for anybody else. They can mm-hmm. still do that now. It's true. They didn't tie him so closely to Simon Williams. Simon. He would have. But yeah. it didn't make sense that he would be cosmic. That was the only thing I was like. But it was, it was really. a throwaway. It was a movie poster in the town oh, when really? it was being invaded. Yeah, that's yeah. all it was. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. He was, I, even, I forgot about that. I remember seeing the story about Somebody it. Somebody had mentioned it. It yeah. was Simon Williams playing Tony Stark in the, to- oh, the Tony Stark biopic. Cut that? Okay, that's yep. fine. And it that's was just fine. a movie poster. So this one. Because this one, so this, uh, to me, it felt more like Guardians 1.5. And then when we finally get Adam Adam Warlock, that will be the actual sequel. Oh, my sequel. God. I'm so excited. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, 
I make him keep on saying that Warlock will not be in Infinity War, which I think is a crock of shit because you cannot have the Infinity War. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. They were all based around him and his Adam alternates. Yeah. His alternate well, whatever's. The war and the crusade, yes. Maybe. The gauntlet wasn't. Maybe. It, that all happened because of the well, fact right, that he had the Right, but I'm saying is gauntlet. Adam Warlock or a, sub, or a subset of his personality was a part of all three of the major the infinity. And, and the goddess. Maybe the cover story is he got bumped because of whatever, but he's actually been bumped because they want to use him in that. Maybe, maybe, but yeah. if know. if they're just really trying to cover their asses and be like trying to make it a surprise, that opens up the the huge the huge possibility that um, Dinklage will be Pip the Troll. I, know, that's, I thought I'm that super was a, excited <laughs> about that. I thought that was a guarantee. As soon as they talked about how he had to dye his hair red, I was like, oh, he's Pip. There is no other fucking character he could possibly be. But if Pip the Troll's going to be in there, I mean, I kind of wanted him to Warlock be Modoc. Has to be. Yeah. There. I kind of yeah. wanted him to be Modoc. Modoc? I wanted Peter Dinklage to be Modoc. I mean, I think he'd be a good Modoc. <laughs> they need a CG representation, and it needs to be Patton Oswalt voicing Modoc. <gasps> oh, that would be great. All right. So, overall, I would give the Guardians. I remember, or I'll remind you if you did not hear us, what, five years ago, or however long it was, I didn't love the first Guardians. I felt there were big problems. But I didn't overall, love it on first it watching. I appreciated it after multiple watchings. I, it may warm up to it, but I will give this a solid C. Plus. Solid yeah, three point five out of five. Yeah, it's a it's 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 a high it's a it's a mid B. Okay, I say it's a mid B. I guess well that's, that's my reason to give it a plus C plus. I'll give it I'll give it two point five uncomfortable fan art pictures of Rocket the Raccoon out of six. Hmm, like a rocket calendar. Sure, we'll go with that. A skimpy rocket calendar. Sure, we'll we'll go with that as the uncomfortable fan art. Do you have any ratings? I'll give it a B plus. I mean, it it, it was a fine movie. I mean, it no matter how many flaws and how many issues I still have with the fact that how did Ego know to turn himself into Kurt Russell and give himself a penis That's true. as a planet floating by himself in space? Like, how did you know how to like what humans were and how to make that body? to go and find a human i will we have argued this a whole lot i no i just I was don't just gonna say i i was i was surprised that they were just like no he's a celestial like i'm scared i'm sorry thank you 
What? Yeah. Yeah, no. No, yeah. he's not. No, he's not. He was never a fucking celestial. Ego. ego wasn't a celestial. He's his own thing. He's the yeah. living planet. The, yeah. 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 They at least showed the face. If they hadn't done the face in the planet, I would have right. yeah, given you a C minus. That was that was a Fantastic nice little four part two all over again. But I just I right? found it especially oh, when God. they actually showed in the little recap in the first movie about what a celestial looks like. Right, like mm. he's not a fucking but they celestial. Didn't, they didn't yeah. call him celestials in that movie. If you go back, they showed him. But exactly, they didn't call him that. Right. I do so. I do appreciate the little touch on the watchers. That was funny. And, and was Stanley, cute, whatever. If yeah. you paid attention to what Stanley was saying. He was talking about all of his parts, all of his cameos, yeah. and he was talking about his part in Amazing Spider-Man. He's like, oh, there's one time I was a janitor, there's this giant lizard, and I'm like, wait, what? Well, and then the funny part is they fucked up. He's out of continuity. Timeline-wise. Yeah, because he said he was a FedEx driver, oh, and yeah. Guardians 2 is before Civil War, mm-hmm. yep. and Civil War was when he was the FedEx guy, so it, it got thrown out. But, I mean, but no matter what, overall... It was a decent movie. Yes. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, no matter what, like more jokes landed than fell flat. Yes. There were glaring issues, but those glaring issues can be overlooked for the overall effect of the movie versus something like a Batman v Superman or a Man oh, of Steel. Oh, not even close. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the visual of this movie is like the palette cleanser to a Zack Snyder oh, totally. DC <laughs> slog fest. So much color. Which, oh, my God. Do we want to touch on just real quick yeah, before we go into it? Yeah. So Zack Snyder stepped away from yes. the yeah. apparent yeah. possible second reshoot of Justice League because anonymous sources have said that this is being basically made a, remade a second time since principal yeah. filming. They're saying it's re, they're, they're trying to pass it off as it's just reshoots, and then basically you're saying Joss Whedon, now Joss Whedon is has coming been, in has, to complete the reshoot. Zack yes. Snyder brought Whedon on. He had brought him on to help uh, write a couple of extra scenes, and then they were supposed to go uh, finish reshoots in London. Uh, but his daughter had committed suicide a few months ago. Yeah, I didn't realize. Like, uh, back in yeah. March. Yeah, it was yeah, back in March. And he thought, yeah, two months ago. He basically said he thought he could kind of just power Bury through himself it and, and work yeah. and not deal, That's like, and, and feel better. And it just did not. And, it, and he's got to, yeah, and, he said, and then there was some talk in there about his family, like, he needs to be with them. And yeah. Well, it's well, not only his him. Wife his wife is yeah. on the film as well, so yeah. they both kind of need to just That's take just, a step back. Uh, so he had already brought Whedon in to work on some of the stuff. And now is having Whedon take over the rest of the the directing for the reshoots and stuff. And what they're saying is that it's not really a lot of directorial stuff. It's more making sure that it's following what they've yeah, outlined. They, yeah. like the same tone. They don't want to change the tone. It's going to be but what Zach already that, said. But the problem is that you're putting Whedon in there. Yeah. Like, is, is Whedon going to be able to just let it be dark and gritty and not have... like? He'll find something. Well, and they also talked about the the scheduling issues. Like Henry Cavill is off filming a Mission Impossible movie, and I think they said Amy Adams was doing something. Uh, Jason Momoa is actually filming Aquaman right now. Yeah. It's like there's oh, a yeah. lot of people aren't yeah. necessarily available yeah. that oh, and they, they might need to be. I, I think honestly, overall, they're shooting themselves in the foot by planning this so much in such a short amount of time to compete. Yeah, catch when you up. have it's, things, it's, well, it's, it's catch up. It's yeah, catch yeah. Up. But when you when you're trying to do this, and now you're having to reshoot once twice possibly a third time whatever it is and you have all these other films that are supposed to then also shoot and films don't have directors yet that are supposed to be going into production hey, uh, what's his name lyman left just left yeah uh, flash uh, no he was on flash he was on what was it that was flash was it cyborg 
No, was Justice League Dark? Oh, yeah, you're right. You're yeah, right. No, Justice the Flash League Dark. guy left a while ago, yeah. and they still haven't put somebody back in, oh, yeah. in place to, to help that Ben one. Affleck, has, uh, he stepped back from the director role, and they brought in Matt Reeves. And I think he's out. I and think he's the redoing, Batman, they're redoing the script. Well, the Batman film, I think, I, I heard was done. Yeah, or, or for right now, so at least he has stepped away from it. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how... It's kind of what I'm I'm thinking might happen with this whole fucking dark universe thing that Warner Brothers or Universal's trying to do yeah. with the monsters. It's like they have these big and elaborate announcements of look who we got to participate and look at all of our big plans, and then it just falls apart. It just you shouldn't. Marvel didn't roll out all the plans right away. No, yeah. they organically God, no. took their time to build to something that then became a shared universe. That's I what mean, you have almost, to do. Yeah, we're almost if, 10 years into this. Phase so. 1 oh, yeah. was their big experiment to see if yeah. it would actually pay off. And that and that wasn't even like here's phase 1. It was like here's Iron Man. Yeah. Oh here's, look, here's an after credit scene with a shield. Here's Incredible Hulk. Oh look, here's Tony Stark at the end of Incredible Hulk. Just saying, here. don't know where yeah. it's going to go. Yeah. There's a shield. Oh look. Oh, oh, here's a Captain America movie for you. Yeah. I here's mean, a, here's a mention of the Avengers initiative. Yeah, because they didn't hard confirm the plan, I think, until after Iron Man 2. Well, yeah, because yeah. at that point, I mean, superhero movies weren't a, a, a they weren't sure thing. thing by no, any they, stretch they of the No, they definitely were not. Well, if you for were every success, <laughs> well, for every success, they had a major failure. And really, the only successes they had were the, were the Batman franchise before like Iron Man took off. Oh, well, X-Men, Bat- X-Men well, existed. Yeah. And then Blade was the unspoken success. Blade 1 was like, Marvel movies can make money? But I don't, yeah, and, and even at that point, like, I'd be hard-pressed to say I even knew that was a Marvel property. And the right, first, that was, that was how and the first two Spider-Man movies were, were Right, were they, but then, then you had the Daredevils, and then you had Ghost Rider, and then you had Elektra. Mm. Punisher. And then you had, pu- which Punisher? <laughs> first because one. Exactly. They've Both all done them. badly. Yeah. Yeah. Green Lantern. And you oh. had, but it's like Marvel had a lot of failures. Yeah. Wolverine Origins. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about another shared universe, or not really shared. Well, it's kind of shared. Uh, the Alien shared universe. Has anybody seen Covenant? I have. I have. I have not. Or I've, I, I've read a lot about it, so I can talk I, on it. Or as I'd like to call it, that damn android. So let me put this out there. Hang on. A friend of mine made a joke. I uh-huh. thought that was pretty good. She was like, so I just saw Alien Covenant. So you're telling me they basically just took the plot of Star Trek The Next Generation with data and lore? <laughs> and then that's Alien Covenant. I mean, kind of. Okay, so here's the thing. I will admit, and, and this is a very unpopular opinion, Prometheus, I, I really enjoyed it. I absolutely really enjoyed Prometheus. You loved the swing for the fences mentality yeah. that they did with the whole metaphysics thing? Absolutely. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hate Prometheus either. I didn't hate it, but I, I liked the gaps in logic of a lot of the characters. Which yes. It's a horror film, so you're going to see that a lot. So this is the thing I had to come to terms with in Alien Covenant. And I'm surprised it's taken me this long. Alien at its core is not a sci-fi contemplative. It's no arrival. No. It's not even a cosmos no. or in a cosmos uh, context. It's a Sorry. slasher film. It's a slasher film. It's a horror film. And everything around it is just dressing. And Ridley Scott, up until Prometheus, had directed, of the four, one alien movie. Yes. And the one that is the most, not slasher, but very... Highly touted. Thriller. Mm-hmm. Well, highly touted, but it's, it's, it's a thriller. It's a right. thriller. Second so, one was an action movie. Third one was uh, whatever the fuck it was. Well, yeah, that's that's a whole thing. And, and the fourth one was a French film. Yeah. See, and, I, and, and the funny Co-written thing is... Co-written by Joss Whedon. Yes. So, like, in my head, personally, I think I would have just been happier if they had just called this movie Covenant. 
because you're still building up to that traditional xenomorph. You are, right. except you've got a, you've got like I think they call what are they called like betamorph. They you're neomorph. You're neomorph. Well, you've got neomorph, and then there's the black one after that. There's there's a neomorph, and then like. They they actually called the other one that walked upright like a betamorph or something. Did they in the movie though, or is that extra? Um, that's, I don't that, think that's, that's just what the direct one of the direct. I think the so, director said that. So yeah. So here's the thing: this is an alien movie. There is no bones about this is an alien movie. The opening credits, the music they use, everything to set it up is alien, okay. not Prometheus. You do get a connection to Prometheus, and you get a lot of the Prometheus story carried on. I heard they they dealt with. Spoiler alert, Nomi Rapace's character oh, yes. pretty much, here she is a little bit, and she's done. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. She's chopped up and used for spare parts. Well, and you, you, you get the eggs, you get mm-hmm. the face huggers, you get the, the bitch. You get the Franco. You get a little bit of the Franco. You get just a little tiny little bit of the Franco. Like a picture, a touch, you get a picture of the Franco. Touch of the Franco. You get some extra crispy well, Franco. Well, mm. no, no. Was, but you also so before they released the movie, did you guys see they the released little, prequel yeah. films yeah. like little little, little short things? Yeah, yeah. which the, at some of them or uh, were in the final film. Yeah, t- uh, t- some of them were in the final film. They were just like extended, um, like little. Prequel. But that one where they're like toasting and having a good time. Yeah, it's not in the movie. Okay. The yeah. um the one where David is standing there looking down upon his. New oh, friends, quoting Ozymandias, hot, quoting Ozymandias. Yeah, <laughs> All right. that that's in there. Right, but, um, well. that seemed like kind of a big plot point to leave out. Yeah, exactly. But here's the thing: I'm like, disappointed by. I'm going to nuke the engineer planet just because. But here's the thing: I'm really disappointed. Like, I wanted to dig in on the engineers a bit more. Sure. To know what their deal is more than we knew, and yeah, admittedly, that's against the sort of Lindelof because I guess so. Lindelof did Lost, or one of the Lost guys. And his big thing was the mystery is what endures. You don't answer all the questions. You give a lot of questions, but you don't answer them. Right. Because like you were saying earlier, when you answer who killed Laura Palmer, the mystery is gone. Right. So and I, it's never going to live up to what you had built it up in, as, right. in your head. The first draft of Prometheus was very much about the engineers. It was focused on that whole story. And you could almost see there being a sort of journey into the engineers sort of world with still the alien elements kind of building up you could see that but Lindelof came in and changed it and kind of you know whatever and then with this movie I think they were trying to go okay well what do we have we still know we want to get to the space jockey somehow well and that's what I thought that was what Ridley Scott's whole thing was because that was the big takeaway after after the alien the first movie People were obsessed with, well, what was this thing yeah. piloting the ship that had these alien eggs in it? And this yep. probably will be a thing where the question was better than the answer. Sure. However... Because it turns out the answer is, no, it's all an android that humanity built anyway. So we basically made our own destruction. Which, go figure. Which is pretty much what the engineers did. Yeah. But the the interesting thing is at the end of the first draft, they called it Alien Engineer or whatever, as a working title. They actually answer who the space jockey is. It's that guy who has a thing in him. But now, because they've gone off on this android tangent, they have to figure out a way to get back towards that. And at the end of Covenant, you don't get anywhere closer other than you have basically the proto-aliens. And you have mm-hmm. 2,000 cryogenically frozen colonists that yeah. are all going to be experiment fodder for David. Basically. Oh, which was the worst. Protomorph, yes. Protomorph. That's, was that's the, what this one, that was the, the worst, one oh, okay. like most obvious twist if I've ever seen coming. Like, right. Of course. Of course, it's not the android you think it is. I was actually yeah. hoping that it was, and it was like a, a faint. 
But no, of course it's that. Of course he did something because like one of them had a burned off hand, the other one didn't. Have you heard Ridley Scott? I guess he was in an interview with the woman who plays the new whatever the the one from uh, Fantastic Beasts. Now you haven't yeah, seen it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I haven't seen the interview, but I know well, you're talking he, about. They're not sure if he like had a slip of the tongue, if he was mistaken when he answered the question. Yes. He was talking about the next movie Awakening. actually taking place before Covenant. Yes, and that will be interesting if they either go off and do like a side thing. Or they somehow wrap, yeah, like because I want to know more about the engineer or an engineer and sort of what the deal is. Sure, yeah, that answers more questions. I did enjoy the movie overall. I may sound like I'm complaining, but I actually didn't really enjoy it. I just felt like I've seen this before. So much alien retread with the Prometheus thing bolted in and right. tie in. And well, and they they did the, they never did confirm in the movie on whether or not that was the engineer homeworld. You're right. It doesn't they have don't. to be the home world. So, okay, and because I saw the 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 separate release clip of him getting to that world, and you just see him kind of hovering yeah. over this group of. Do they ever close yes. up? They yes. close up, but they look slightly different. Okay. Than well, they're the ver- they're variations kind of. on engineers, but they're yeah. obviously of the same race. And he unleashes this death the, on them. The goo. Oh, the yeah, goo he just pops all the little yeah. black goo. And eggs. then they go back. So the Prometheus or uh, Covenant. Like that's the planet they go to. That's right, how but they, they were going David. to another planet, and then they found right. this one that they saw would be more suitable and closer because they had had this whole thing. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, right. like they they explore that a little bit. You see tiny bits of this, but it's it's very tease. It's very spend more time with David showing the creepy shit David's been up to. Yeah, I've heard long flowing hair. I've heard know, all sorts playing of, on a recorder. I mean, you know, because like you said, the mystery endures. I've heard so many people talk about like unanswered questions about Covenant. And like one of the main ones being, why would David do any of this? Like, what changed where he just decided to be like uber super villain? The first, okay, so so they do at the beginning of the movie they have a, a cold open with um, David when he's just been created by Guy uh, Pierce by Guy Pierce Waylon Waylon yeah. And I always want to say Utani, but it's not Waylon. It's Utani, the other one. It's Waylon. Um, maybe they'll do a Utani series at some point. Um, probably will. The they which do a did, thing. Which one did uh, Lance Hendrickson play in the third movie? Because he played the actual real life person. I thought his last name was, and he was also in Alien vs Predator. Descendant. Oh yeah, he, yeah of Waylon. Yeah. yeah. And, well, and, and the and the company in Covenant is called Waylon Utani now. Right, because in in the original in Prometheus, Prometheus, it was just Waylon. It was okay. just Waylon. Oh, yeah. Waylon Industries. So okay, cool. So yeah, so he basically has an interaction with David, where David's like sort of going, "Oh well, if you created me, who created you?" And then showing that sort of like resistance to his creator throwing off the yoke. I mean, it's more it's it's less less Prometheus, more Frankenstein. Right. A little bit. Um, yeah. But um, I don't know. I still enjoyed it. Overall, it's it's an alien film. If you like alien, it's it's and, good. And it's really Scott. So it is well like shot. It's beautiful. The mythology is there. It's just yeah. a matter of how. And that was why I heard a lot of people like this was the, the middle point. This wasn't alien and this wasn't Prometheus. This was like a. First half is Prometheus, second half is Alien. It is. Yeah. It is. It is. Uh, all right, so let's let's keep going um, real quick. If you do happen to be in the Charlotte area in mid June, uh, Maddie will not be there. She's she's, she's very upset about. She that. wants to go, but we will be actually there. Uh, Pat and I will be there for Heroes Con with our friends uh, from the Comic Book Bear, Steve Mori and Bill Zanowitz. Uh, I will be hosting a panel. Uh, one of the LGBT panels that we've been doing there for the last couple of years. And uh, it is at 5 o'clock on a Friday, which I just found out yesterday. 
which totally messes with my whole plan, but it's all right. Oh, I won't be there. You will not be there for that, but you will be there Saturday and Sunday. We will be there both days. But come to the panel at 5 o'clock on a Friday if you're at Heroes Con. You do not want to miss it. We're going to get into some diversity in comics, whole hot-button discussion right now about Marvel's statements and all that good stuff so meat please, and potatoes people meat and potatoes it should be good we got some great creators coming out uh i can't confirm them yet because i need to make sure that they all want to be there <laughs> but uh i have my selections made so come check it out um also if you have any questions about flame on you want to send us a voicemail through the internet as a wave or mp3 probably mp3 file uh you can do so any of us at flameonshow.com or you can go to flameonshow.com and find our Info and social media buttons. What? I really want us to make uh, an email address that's any of us at flameonshow.com. Oh, we should do that. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder if you could, and then it just automatically so like, there's a catch all. It it's just a, it's just a round it. robin. It changes the uh, address. Every if you time. send, literally, if you send to any whatever at flameonshow, I think it gets to us. Yeah. So don't try this, or if you do try this, send it to Brian at flameonshow.com. So at least I know to look for it. But I believe it works. Um, or of course use Facebook or Twitter Flame on Show or Flame on Podcast on Twitter just to be different because we're like that also if you are interested in helping keep this show well funded oh, yeah. or any other show on the Nerdy Show Network you go to patreon.com forward slash nerdy show and you can do a one time donation or a monthly donation of any amount that you would like and if you would like it to come directly to us you can um, put a little note on there that says, it's for these homosexuals over here. We love seeing that. It's very nice. I believe we used to say, what is it, putting your, your virtual tip in our, or our, your tip in our virtual G-string? And technically, I'm homosexual adjacent. I'm homosexual adjacent. adjacent. That's true. All right, so gaming. We haven't had a talk about gaming in a while. I want to cover a little bit, not a lot, a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. No little tip it. There's a lot on here. Just the tip. I am not playing Persona 5. Who's playing Persona? I'm playing the fuck out of it right now, there and I go. adore it. Do you agree with uh, Atlas's stance on no YouTubers can play this game for longer than two hours on their feed because that is all we want them to show of the story? That's fair. That's fair. Does shit go off the rails after two hours? Well, oh, oh no, shit goes off the rails. Shit goes off the rails in this game like the first 45 minutes with, like, a random side character deciding to just jump off the school building. Oh, you know, that happens. So... I've seen 13 Reasons Why. It's... I mean, it, you know what's funny? It's actually... It touches on... So, if you are a big... If you are a person into the whole sort of, like, mental scapes and how we perceive things and, and stuff like that, this game touches all those sweet spots because... This this Persona game is different from a lot of uh, the other ones, and the fact that you start off the game and everybody fucking hates you. Hmm. Everyone talks about you. The way you can walk down the hallway, something pops up like, "Oh, that's the transfer student. He has a criminal record." Like everybody, like fucking can't stand you. Your parents have shipped you off to to um to to like the big city because you stopped a woman from getting raped. And it turned out he was some bigwig government official. Oh. And the rape victim pretty much sold you out because otherwise she's screwed too. So the guy that you li- the guy whose ca- cafe you live above is like one wrong move and you're fucking out on the street. Like the game makes you either A, want to do well to make everybody fucking eat it. 
or B, be a complete dickhole to everyone, or C, just kind of like be everyone's punching bag. Just give up. Just, yeah, it's, but the game itself, every aspect of it is completely addictive. The whole confidant thing where you've essentially committed, like, you you have committed what society perceives as a crime, even though you are trying to help people. Huh. And the game also starts off with you getting caught. So every, the way you play the game, the way you play the game determines the outcome of your interrogation by um, the prosecutor. Okay. So, like, every time you get a new confidant, time fast forwards, and she's like, this seems very interesting. You're a high school student. How did you somehow find the time to be able to come up with all these plans? And then it goes back because one of your confidants potentially is your teacher. Okay. And she gives you time to slack off in class at random points if you raise your confidant level. Seems very involved in high school. It's it's yeah. There's there's well there's the, and well the best part is the the best part about this character is this is not a huge spoiler. It's is she's also a nighttime maid, which is a of course kinky. Yeah, no, it's completely meant to be so like Japanese. She shows up and she's like, "Hi, master. Oh, it's you." You know, but then you learn why she's work moonlighting in a second job. That's essentially borderline prostitution. Mm-hmm. You know, you learn. There's another character that's a doctor, and you get she'll sell you medicine under the table if you agree to be an experiment for her. Essentially, it's wow. But you get a really good bonuses if you make <laughs> friends with this one chick. You can you get, run, you get all sorts of buffs if you get the good drugs. Pretty much. I mean, well, not not just the drugs, but if you like, there's an annoying character that I'm like I really want to say all the wrong things to you because you're a little shit, but. It, once you level up your confidant level, you get bonus experience in your fights. You get more money. There's a, a there's a politician that's reduced to just making speeches on the street. He helps you negotiate with other shadows so you can get more personas. It's the bonus. The the toughest thing about the previous Persona games is getting you involved in that whole friendship confidant leveling system. Mm-hmm. This one does such a because you get really good bonuses. To doing to doing this stuff is and this it, is this exclusive to the PS4? Yes, okay. PS4, and I think it was released on PS3. Okay, but it's very very good. So another game that came out with the PS4 a little bit ago, but I just got into it is Near Automata. Auto- oh my god, Automata. Automata. Yes, Automata. I heard of Near before. Near Automata. I've, I've Nier? seen it. So what I love about this so far, BJ, have you played this game? Yes, uh, yes, I've. I, uh, Persona Persona Five. Um, but it in in the middle of it. But yes, I've been okay. playing it. Do you know much about this? You've seen a little bit. I've seen, like, because it seems like it's like you're an android or a cyborg. So you, well, I, okay, yes, you are a cyborg. Well, okay. no, you're an android. Android, and your your consciousness is sort of uploaded and downloaded or whatever. Uh, you you can have multiple bodies. Okay. So there's an element of the game where you basically get to sort of replay things and there's this whole thing, which is really cool. But what I, from the very beginning, was kind of like in love with is you start out with playing like a 1942-style top-down uh, flight game. Yeah. Or, you know, our type. A or rail shooter? Yeah. A rail shooter, yeah. And, uh, and then it morphs into this other game. So it's like constantly kind of changing the way you interact with the world and like a different sort of game metaphor. Okay. But it has this whole idea where you finish, you can't save until you finish this first sequence and then you upload. And the fact that you can save at all 
is unlocked because you're actually doing things in the game. So there's this like nice sort of playfulness with sort of the game metaphor. You can go in and like customize, or not customize, but there's like a menu thing that changes because based on story reasons. Like, yep. it's very. I'm not gonna say it's meta. It's, but it is. It's very aware. It's, it's very aware. It's got 26 endings too. Mm, a, wow. A, a ending did not know that. An ending for each letter letter of the alphabet. Fuck I believe. me. Okay. So. Well, I'm not trying to get all of them. I've given that up long ago. But uh, it is fun. It's Square Square Enix. So I mean, they do a good job. Square Enix. Little, little bit of that coming through. Um, but I I'm I'm enjoying it. The music's great too. Now um, speaking of Square, I'll talk about this real quick. Final Fantasy 14. Stormblood, I got it right. That's what it's called. Blood. It's a blood of storm. If you blood rain. No, stormblood. Blood hail. No, stormblood. On golden sanguine pond. tornado. On bloody storm pond. No, it's stormblood. Stool. Ooh. No, stormblood. So this is the expansion. It comes out before we next talk. Plasma hurricane. So if you are a Final Fantasy fourteen <laughs> fan and for some reason you didn't realize it. You have less than a month to pre-order. I need to do this immediately. Something with vampires. <laughs> Has nothing to do with vampires. Oh, yeah? They actually... I just finished the story... Cell Blizzard. The storyline in Heaven's Ward, which is the last expansion. Heaven's Ward? He- Heaven's Ward. Heaven's Ward? Heaven's Ward. Heaven's Ward. Heaven's Ward. Heaven's Ward and Heaven's Ward. It's both. Heaven's Ward. Uh, they do both. So uh, it sets everything up very nicely. The game has gotten... They're doing a lot of revamps to the, 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 the jobs. Okay. You're getting a couple new jobs that you can do, which is Red Mage and um, Samurai, which I'm very excited about. So no, no dirty jobs just yet? No dirty jobs just oh. yet. They've uh, had extensive videos online of the new gaming areas that you're in, the new locations, the new uh, opening credits, and music by uh, Uematsu. I'm They've amazed you're still playing this game. It's uh, Jeff, it's good. It's a good MMO. It is an MMO. So if you don't like your Thank life going God, down the they drain, did that whole Realm Reborn thing, right? It, no, it's given it, and it's one of the biggest ones in Japan and, and all over the world in some well, ways. They have strange tastes. They like well, nighttime maids. Sure, that's true. <laughs> but no, seriously, Stormblood is coming out. If you have not been keeping up, or you want to come back, there's a whole thing for that right now. So you got to come back. All right, Mario Kart Eight. Have not played it. Ah, it's so well, good. I, I'm it's sorry. so much fun. We played it on the Wii U. Have not played on the Switch, even though we own it. I'm so uh, bad at it. It's I, uh, I'm, I'm pretty amazing. good. I don't know. And I play against other people. But, you know, I think I would get just ruined because I've seen there, – there are legendarily horrible things that have happened, like the YouTube videos of people like being in first place and then getting like – 12 different people with their own weapons all hitting them simultaneously. Yeah. Or like somebody like basically proved how bad the rubber band effect is for being like if you're in first place or being in last place and catching up to like they basically made themselves stay at like 10th place for the first two laps and then they still finished at like second by the end of the race. And now they've I added. I see that as a problem. They've added a mode for parents or some like easy to play. Yeah, they, they yep. basically you. It's auto steer. Oh, okay. all you worry about is acceleration and the weapons. Whoa, that's it steers for you. Wow, yeah, that's that's a little much. I don't know. I don't think it drifts. You're not getting like no. You're not getting drift boosts. Okay, but it'll all just right. steer for you. 
Well, I'm very excited to play it, even though I've played this game a million times. Well, but, and the, the uh, Switch one has know. all the DLC, all the old extra modes and it all that stuff. It has a full battle mode with battle arenas. I, I did hear they added new battles. Well, they, so, they added the original battle arena from uh, Super Nintendo. But okay. it's no longer the cop-out that came on Mario Kart 8 for the Wii U, where yeah. it was just, it's battle mode, but it's on one of the racetracks. Yeah. So you're, but it's classic. It's battle classic mode. battle yeah. arena. Okay. Laura, well, I'm excited to play it. And one of these days, I'll get to it. Uh, Injustice 2, Electric Boogaloo. I've heard it's great. Um, I played a little bit of it. Um, I'm, I've, I've just been kind of, when I, when I go, when I go hang out with some of my friends and I'm like, they're like, oh, I'm sorry. I gotta, I gotta go change real quick for dinner. And I'm like, yeah, sure. You go do that. I immediately go through their games. I'm like, oh, look, Injustice 2, I'm going to play this. Um, so it's like, I've, I've heard one of the main things since it came out is Nether Realm, the guys who made the also the Mortal Kombat series, Mm -hmm. like. Capcom has all but abandoned single player story mode in the in like Street Fighter Five or anything. Right. So NetherRealm is like their own competition. They're always trying to outdo themselves with their story mode campaign. And I've heard that Injustice Two has a pretty long and in depth and very yes. rewarding for like deep DC fandom story mode. Oh. Well that makes sense. And they don't do any like the first Injustice they did like where Batman from the proper DC universe gets brought over to the Injustice universe. And that's kind of the one of the things where he's like, ah, Superman's bad. What's going on? This one, they solely take place in the Injustice universe. And they actually do reference the comic, but don't dwell on it. So it's like, if you want to know more information, go read the comic. Because we're just yeah. going to touch on these yeah. things. And they've been doing a pretty successful comic. So, I mean, that makes sense. But. Yeah. I, I just like the shade that Harley Quinn throws at Wonder Woman when Wonder Woman's like, "How much blood do you have on your ledger, Quinn?" And she's like, "Oh, buckets full, honey. I was trying to I was trying to impress the wrong guy, much like you and Superman." And I was like, "Oh, oh shit. which by the way, they've completely written out of continuity now. Yeah. What in DC? Oh, the whole Wonder Woman. Yep, Superman Gone. love affair." Gone. Wiped away. All right. Well, because well, technically, that Superman doesn't exist anymore. But. Kind of. So let's talk about comics. I know it surprises you. We started this show being basically a comic book podcast and grew it into what it is. That's not entirely true, but we did used to spend a lot more time on comics. And even though our friends Oral and Jared, who doesn't really read comics, they're not here. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, Jared is silent through this entire segment anyway. It usually is. But we, we could are- have said Jared was here the entire time. <laughs> Nobody had known the difference. Oh, we love you, Jared. Wow. Hello. Close so, enough. Hello. Close enough. No, he's deeper than that. Hello. Hello. Yeah, it's, it's deeper uh, than you or I can get. Mm, uh, he's got genetics. Yes. So, I like we're not going to spend a lot of time on comics because we don't have a lot of time left. But we are going to talk about comics because I know some of you out there actually listen this far in the show. Uh, some yeah, of you don't. Most of you don't. People maybe. sitting at this table, I think. What? Just like to hear their own voice. Oh, I don't listen. I don't Listen, I listen to the shows that I'm not on. I'll pull that one. Harumph. Oh. I didn't little, get a harumph out of that guy. And a little bit of the... Anyway. All right. <laughs> so in order of whatever... Let's go from least to, least to, to most. Least. Do we have any independent comics that you want to touch oh, on? Wow. Least. Well... Um, no. <laughs> See? So <laughs> I, I know there's at least one DC thing we want to we want to touch on, so that's why I figured indie would go first. Touch, touch the DC. There touch have it. been some good indie books, but honestly right now it's pretty much stuff we've already talked about. If you had to pick your favorite indie book that you're reading right now or a top 2, we'll, we'll we won't make you make the rest of them sashay away, but Choose. Hickman East Choose. of West because it's Hickman and that's 
And a new issue just came out today. Oh, it did. Oh, mm-hmm. good. And because um, I'm very, I can't think of anything else. Uh, Hickman's, uh, what's the, oh, the murder. Monday, Monday murder was the one about which uh, magic and the uh, financial system. Black okay. Monday murders. Okay. So I'm a Hickman. No Snagglepuss? What? Snagglepuss isn't at the top of your list That's right DC. now? That's oh, DC. Oh, God. Yeah, no, I'm going to get to that. All right. That, which, that didn't come out yet, but, well. We're getting there. So, yeah. Soon. So, uh, honestly, there are other image books that I've been actually enjoying. Uh, a Free Comic Book Day came and went. It there did. was a great um, I Hate Image, which is based off of. Yeah, I uh, Hate Fairyland. I Hate Fairyland, <laughs> which was fantastic. And you should probably borrow it and read it if you haven't, you haven't probably ever read it. What's a comic book? I know. It's been so long. It's a thing you watch on the screen and you kind of virtually kind of swipe through. Oh, oh my god, okay. I need to go back and watch my uh, X-Men digital comic book. Watch the one that the, uh, they did Whedon's uh, Astonishing X-Men. Oh, that's yeah. they did the, the, they did the rest of it. The ever no, so slightly animated. Yeah. Like Oh, that actually reminds me. Um Comicsology. Yeah. Um which is where you would go it's the online streaming app for Everybody um, for every for everybody else except for DC and Marvel. Well, no, apparently no, they, Marvel they own they own those two. Yeah, Mar- I was gonna say Mar- Marvel has a contract with them now, so you actually can get Marvel comics. Marvel's had a com- contract with them, have yeah. they? Yeah, yes. I've, I've, I've had the Marvel Comicsology. Comicsology did Marvel and DC. They they branded it as their own apps, but they're done through Comicsology now. Comicsology got bought by Amazon, and that's confused everything. But they still did have like their own thing. So but anyway, oh. it's whatever. I had a third party one for a long time that was for my my digital downloads of comics, uh, Comic Zeal, but it's become something. It's changed names so many times that I don't know what the fuck it is anymore. Oh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll do a um, an indie special report at some point. In the future. We'll do we'll do a full or we'll, we'll go back to doing we'll do another one of those like a long dedicated um, deep dive macro macro sode <laughs> about that, which hopefully this time will not lead into. Gender and race oh, geez. politics it always at the does. end. It always does. I, I'm still waiting for that Crown episode where we talk about racism. I can't wait to be here for that oh, one. Oh, that's coming soon. If you yeah, like our Crown soon. episodes, you should let us know on flameonshow.com or on Facebook because we'd love to hear from our listeners. Plug it, Daddy. Um, and hopefully it won't be another year before another Crown episode. <laughs> seriously. Now, DC, uh, as you alluded to, they're doing a um, Snagglepuss uh, issue or comic. Hasn't come out yet. The, yeah. the one that got... We talked about Artie that got piggybacked on to the uh, previous one. But they are wrapping up. Same writer, Mark Russell, is tidying up his uh, Flintstones series. And that has continued to be amazing. It's probably the best thing DC is doing right now. And if you have not read the Flintstones, you've heard about the Flintstones? I, you've mentioned oh, okay. it a few it's, podcasts I've read, I've read a couple it's issues. It's pretty good. really glorious. And Mark Russell is an amazing writer who I would love to have on the show. Putting it out there into the universe, maybe it happens. Um, Just tack that onto the secret board that's right here on the on the wall. Right. Join us. So uh, the board the bu- of imagination. We've all heard about DC Rebirth. I think they did this a couple about a year ago. Have we reached Afterbirth oh God, yet? Yeah, because it was launching right around MegaCon or yep. right before MegaCon. So yeah, we're at the. God, it's been a year. They're finally the, starting to pay off. They're they're have they started the Doomsday Clock yet? Or that's nope. coming up November. That'll be Jeff Johns and uh, Gary Frank, which I am very excited because they do some great stuff together. But they did a four or five or maybe six issue of Batman and uh, the, the Flash, and the Flash uh, called The Button. Very exciting name, but it's all about the Watchman button. And it the is... The comedian's bloody f- smiley face. It is something that has sort of found its way into the DC universe. 
and uh, DC, uh, Flash takes Batman on the cosmic treadmill, which is kind of ridiculous, but awesome, <laughs> into Flashpoint. And they have wacky adventures. Batman gets to meet his dad as uh, Batman in the Flashpoint universe. Did and the Flash have to pick him up and then run on the no, he's cosmic like, treadmill? Kind of trailing behind him. It's kind of weird. It's like uh, a fireman tether. carry. Fireman carry like a little bitch. There you go. Yes. I'm it's like, weird. I can't see Batman keeping no, up on the treadmill. It's a little comic-y. <laughs> but the end product. falls off and mm. just flies into a wall. Uh, other than giving some good character beats and getting reverse flash, a reverse flash features prominently. And uh, Jay Garrick comes back for a hot second. At yep. the end, yes, they they find a way now to bring back Jay Garrick, and they show for the first time dialogue from the Watchmen that is not that we didn't know it, but Doctor Manhattan is basically behind all this. Well, and they also it seems like the takeaway for at least the button for Batman is he's actually contemplating no. no come on i mean yes yes he is because his dad's like the one thing you can do to honor my memory is stop being batman yeah but he's not gonna stop being batman you know he doesn't you, he you know that he's gonna let that is signal go. gonna become batman again they did that mecha batman they with the that. rabbit ears they did that oh, i like and it was batman. actually really good they did that uh so yeah that's not gonna happen but the, bat- the button was really good um uh tom king and uh, oh, Williamson. Tom King. What? I miss him. I miss the vision. Exactly. <laughs> you look so. at me every time I get excited <laughs> for Tom King, you look at me like I have no clue what I'm, what well, I'm getting like, excited what about. He is doing, Jeff, he's doing Mr. Miracle. Oh, I saw a clip. I saw like a, a preview image for I that. I am actually. so beyond excited because A, Tom King is a great writer. Uh, he gets your big barda. Yeah. You get some more Big Barda? Uh, yeah, and Orion, and he's got the artist with him from Sheriff of Babylon. Uh, I think Mitch Garrett, is that his name? Um, like, I'm so beyond excited. I mean, if you don't know, I'm a huge Mr. Miracle fan. You're a huge New Gods I'm fan. I'm a giant Kirby fan, and, and New Gods are a big part of that, so I'm, ex- I'm thrilled. So, Button's been great. Batman, by itself, uh, has been good. Action, uh, not action, Superman, uh, by itself, they merged... Old re old pre pre no okay hold on new fifty two Superman and pre new fifty two Superman who is the like came back with Lois and the kid that whole thing yes they've merged those two together well and that's what they've talked about with the whole new fifty two revelation it's like they're basically split apart of the yes. originals kind of so the whole thing is they have to find their counterpart and then bring them back together this is how dc is fixing the fucking mess that was new 52 continuity and by the end of this whole doomsday clock rebirth cycle you will have the new 52 and pre new 52 continuity all together all in rolled into one sort big of one big fucking, fucking mess after con- yes afterbirth so i'm very excited that they did it with superman i was enjoying the pre 52 Superman, but uh, they've brought them together and they're kind of moving them back to Metropolis. They're doing things. It's actually been really good. That's okay. been good. Mm. All right. That's all I got with DC. Anybody else? DC? DC? No. Nah. You look at me like I, I read know, it. I know. Well, you know. I skimmed a couple of pages. I was like, oh, there's a big blue finger picking up the button. Yep. Mm. Doctor. It took us a year to get to this. The real question is, if, with Dr. Manhattan. Would he wear pants? Will he have the blue dong blue in the comics? There's no winger. way. There's no way. There's no way. 
If they do, I'll be impressed. Because it was not unheard of for Dr. Manhattan to sport a Speedo. He did, no. When called things. upon. Yeah, yeah, but he's free spirit. When, you know, Banana Hammock. just hang out on Mars with his dog hanging out. Yeah, Radioactive exactly. Banana Hammock. That's right. All right, let's talk Marvel. So Marvel has been getting into a little bit of trouble lately in the things they've said and done. How dare you, sir. And Nazis. They're all Nazis. I will say. I've no, it's not even the Nazi part of it, really. I mean, they took heat about the free comic book day and wanted people to dress up like Hydra. But I think a lot of the the blowback on that is people's notions of it. The people who don't read current Marvel that are blowing up the whole Nazi piece of it. Well, because it's a, it's a quick way to look well, at the no, interpretation. It, yeah, but it's the people who, who don't read and haven't read, especially Nick Spencer's Captain America, Steve Rogers' Captain America, because... It's all set up. It, it, it all has been broken down that Red Skull's bastardized version of Hydra was Nazi related and that Hydra itself isn't. And they've tried to separate that. And that wasn't something that was just like, OK, this is we're saying this one day. And then now everybody's in Hydra. Hickma, like, Hick, Hickma, Hickman, Hickma, 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 John Hickma, Hickam Field. Hick, Jonathan Hickman did that back in his Shield series right. and so, Secret Warriors. Well, yeah. So I mean, Hydra is an old organization; has been yes. around forever. TV and show it, didn't introduce that. Well, either. and I mean, in the same. Well, Remember when they did the TV show uh, Agents of Shield? Oh, and okay. The, yeah, but I mean, the same thing with yeah. like with uh, the Captain America movies. I mean, like Hydra has been like They're running through this whole thing, and it's Nazis. it hasn't been right. necessary. Mm. It hasn't been connected to that because outside of Nazi adjacent. There, it's right. Nazis <laughs> too evil for the Nazis. That's hardcore shit, right kinda, there. Kind of, or kind of. They got too fascist. Out, as too Nicholas, fascist to quit, as Nicholas Cage would say. Well, that's high praise. Uh, no, that was pretty good. Thank I'm you. not gonna lie. I agree. I, so yeah, but they're, they're not Nazis. Yeah, but they're, they're not Nazis. Their their comments or certain people's comments about the fact that the the public is doesn't want the diverse characters is more. What the blowback on those those issues are, and what's been said, um, which we're not seeing any slowdown of that, thankfully, because a lot of these characters, yes, we are seeing some of these titles get cut, but that's but part of the, life. Not as many of the diverse ones. The one that the most recent example is the Black Panther and the crew. Yes. Which, if you actually read the first issue, Black Panther's not even in it. It should, admittedly, have, it should have been called Misty Knight and the crew. But that wouldn't have sold at all. No, no that wouldn't have sold at so, all. So, like, I know why they called it that, but then they kind of screwed themselves because he's not in it. Well, and, like, uh, somebody was talking about in, in the, a counter-argument, because who, who was the one from Marvel who basically said, well, this is what our... our it was one of their sales directors. Yeah, it was, like, one of the VPs yeah. of marketing. Yeah. And basically, they were like, no, the counter-argument to that is that you're putting out so many new books, you're flooding the market. And double shipping. And, yep. and you're basically giving people too many books to buy, so you're With looking at With an already it, limited market. Right. So you're looking at it in the wrong way. You're giving well, too many books, and you're cutting them in the process, and you're thinking, well, people just aren't buying the ones that they said they wanted. It's like, that's not entirely I will true. say for, for that guy, and I don't remember his name, the whole qu context of the quote was, he said that this is what he heard from some retailers. He didn't say that that's what they believed. But they're he in He said this is what they heard from a few retailers, and for some. And I'm sure that's not, that's true. There are retailers out there. We all know them, not not our friends in the local Orlando area, but others who probably did see that and thought that and felt that way and mm -hmm. said that. But long story short, diversity is alive and well at Marvel. It's not going anywhere. Even with generations coming, 
where they're bringing back all these classic characters, they're bringing back in specific ways that probably aren't going to be all sticking around. Well, time like, travel. It's yeah, but it's not this a time not, travel story. It's not a time travel story. Which they're going to bring back solicits. They time travel back to the what? <laughs> well, oh, gotcha, I think bitch. I think I think it's going to be a combination. I think there will be possibly some weird. The sol- all the solicits, solicits know, that they had all had a time travel component to well, it. Like, what was it? The Weapon X book they've managed to now bring back a Hulk Wolverine hybrid. Well, that's a whole other thing coming. But it's like so we're Hulk bringing back Hulk-a-reen? the Hulk and Wolverine, Hulkarine, Hulkarine. Let's talk about Secret War or Secret Empire. Secret War. Secret Empire has actually been really good. They killed Bucky. Uh, they killed Bucky. Killed Rick Jones. Rick Jones. They killed Rick. They killed <laughs> Rick Buck- James. Not Rick James. Oh. Bitch. Rick Jones. They He's killed Rick Jones, no. but they killed Rick Jones on camera. Fuck Bucky got couch. killed off camera. Fuck yo, Bucky. Fuck yo, couch. Fuck yo, Bucky. I mean, off camera. But they. But at the end of the day, <laughs> the whole thing is dealing with a cosmic cube personified as who? Cubic. Not. Not cubic. 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 Not cubic. Cubic sounds less Kobic. clever. Kobic. Cubic, Cubic Junior. Cubic, Cubic is Gooding a, Junior. Cubic is a software company. <laughs> Show me Cubic. the money. Cubic is a, anyway. So it's been good. Uh, this whole idea, Steve uh, Rogers has this whole secret history because of Cubic. Damn it! <laughs> is is an interesting sort of story beat. Like I'm but excited. Then now there's some other guy wandering around going, "I'm Steve Rogers. I'm just looking to. There I'm just that. looking for my way home." My question is: Is that the ultimate Steve Rogers, or is that some weird split thing? Or ultimate whatever? Steve Rogers was kind of a badass. I, that motherfucker was president. I mean, yeah, right. He did not fuck around. It'd be interesting. I was man. If you go back and just read the first two Ultimate trades, they still hold up. Anything after that, it's rough. So they're bringing in Ultimate Wolverine, son, right? The son of Ultimate Wolverine, right? The blonde kid, right? They're yeah. bringing in. Uh, well, Miles Morales is of course running around. Yeah, they're and bringing his in crew because it wasn't just Miles that came over. Miles uh, got his family and right, all of that. Yeah, stuff. and it's they're friends. bringing in some other Ultimate. Uh, uh, Ultimate Thor's hammer. Ultimate Thor. Ultimate or Thor's the, hammer. Or War Thor. War Thor. War Thor. War Thor. Oh, War Thor. Mm, I like me some War Thor. Um, the final page of that was, I think it was uh, Unworthy Thor number five, when it gets to like that final one and there's that, that, that panel and it's like, it's time for the War Thor. I was like, oh, is John Hurt going to play him also? Oh. <laughs> By he the looks way, raggedy and, and largely bearded, so John Hurt could possibly Back be. to DC real quick. Uh, I did love that the artist drew John Wesley's ship as uh, oh. Jay Garrick. That was amazing. I want to um, meet him so badly. I know. <laughs> I love him. Maybe someday he'll be on a panel that we host. <laughs> I, 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 it's, I, uh, he was, like, he was on one of my stories, and I was like, "Oh, really? He is See, so hot." See, he that. had that, then, he had that mm. problem, kind of like Billy Piper, where like you know when he got his teeth fixed because yeah. he came back to the Flash and was like, "What's up? Your, what's up with your mouth?" Why is it all weird? Why I, is your top, I just your love, top row of your teeth so white and sticking out so far? I love following him on Facebook because he is so virulently anti-Trump that it's just it's like worse than George Takei. It's like worse than Chris the Evans. Palmer Report. Chris Evans is like is Chris that. Chris Evans too. like Chris that. Evans will oh yeah, fight Trump Captain America punching Trump. Oh my like, god! I think he's actually. They've. They've. I've heard stories like Marvel has been telling him like, please try to scale it back a bit. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wow. And he doesn't give a fuck. He's no. like, you don't want me in the movie? Yeah, I don't right. Want me in the movie. I'm pretty sure I'm at the end of my contract. So. Yeah, yeah. he is. He's yeah. So long story short, Secret Empire has actually been interesting. It's been really fucking it's good. A sh- it's it's a limited thing. It doesn't bleed into all the books. In fact, most books aren't really doing anything with it. 
Some are, some yes aren't. Yes and no. What they're doing are one-off offshoots. Okay. So instead of it yeah. actually infiltrating the titles, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like there's going to be an X-Men one that's coming out where Emma Frost yeah, has to fight right. Hydra. We get to see her in that crazy Magneto helmet. No, they redid her outfit. Oh, So yes. she's got this like, it's like a, 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 a mashup of that and her old like low cut v neck one like it's this weird thing they've, they've shown the cover side of it and they okay. they've it's the side crystal you like side that side boob that's my crystal that's side my boob side but boob. she yeah well she was in diamond form when she was yeah, fighting right. hydra agents but but yeah they're doing these um like uprising offshoots and those are going to be the ones that like tie in different portions of the marvel universe into secret empire which and that's it's still nice. the, it's still the amazing part when shit like this makes the media and all, all the uproar. It's like, do you not know how this works? All the toys will be put back in the box what at I love some though, point. Is Nick Spencer is totally doing this to troll conservatives? He sure. really is because oh, yeah. Nick Spencer right is an mind. old political. Like he was on the Hill for a while as a as a staffer. I mean, he knows what he's doing. He's very aware of what he's he is trolling Breitbart. And they are absolutely buying into it and making like they're they're giving them a press. They're right. giving them publicity and attention like it's the best thing they, they could hope for. Well, right. and that, that's what upsets me when I see people that we know that are in the industry, um, like on the indie side that sit there and, and like you see these alt right people that are like, yeah, fuck yeah, Captain America, blah, blah. And it's they're they're getting upset that like, oh, now Marvel's given this alt-right like giving them this this hero to look up to and it's like no no stop for a second like they're like it's like come here come here fuck you like that's like it's just it's just waiting for that that slap back and it's you know seeing the other you know see rogers whatever that's gonna mean you know it's only what i mean well we go with another two or so months this goes through until August. Yeah, this list just came out for the end of the For the August, series, and yeah. that, yeah, this is when Secret Empire wraps up. So I think it's eight or nine up issues. Okay. Um, so you're going to have to start. Obviously, we're two in. You're going to have to start seeing how some of this is going to be hopefully changing. It's not, hopefully, it's not paced like a uh, Bendis book where it's like episode five of six, that's where it all turns around. Yeah. No, I mean, it's been, it's been fairly well paced. Um, I'm interested to see where Free Comic Book Day fits in. Because yeah, I think that's supposed to be between one and or zero and one. Yeah, but because by one, what where they've does, already sort of all there. There's like that fake Avengers. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then they're like the the Avengers that survived are now the Resistance in in New Mexico, Nevada, yeah, Vegas, yeah, Vegas. Um, yeah. but Thor's hammer. Like, yeah, like I know that there is. That. I know that it's just kind of there, but I want to see if there's anything more to yeah, yeah, yeah. Captain America hoisting Thor's hammer. Well, in that first issue, uh, the, the the Jane Foster Thor had, I think, the hammer. So I mean, yeah, I think she he must have given it back to her and been like, <laughs> "All right, you're under my control now. Go for it." Hey, go! You drop this. Uh, I will say, besides the X books, which we're going to talk a little bit about, the other book that I really want to make sure we mention is Nova. Yeah, Ramon they Perez, it. they're they're wrapping it up, but they do deal with the cancerverse officially. Officially, what you got to see it? No, tell me. Basically, Spoil it. Spoil uh, the fuck out of he it. got stuck there after the whole thing, right? Right. Star Lord and, and Thanos kind of got out, and he got left there. Found the Revengers, that they were called, or the yeah, the the basically the the evil or the, the cancerverse and all them. Yep, yep. Found all them. Was running from them. Sacrificed the world mind to sort of get out of there like like 
somehow to use the rest of his Nova for Nova ability. But he so why is he so fucked up? He left there, and you can never the way he left. You still he still took part of it with him. So now he's back in the cancer verse fighting for his life, and they're gonna probably try to resolve that whole thing in this life. Just put him back in the fucking cancer verse again. I mean, hopefully not, but we'll see. We'll see. But it's been really good. It's been good. Ramon Perez is doing some great stuff. Probably his best, his best Marvel work since the Spider-Man limited series he did. Is, a while is back. Richard Ryder going to be in the New Warriors? I don't know. He should. He should, but maybe not. Squirrel cause... Girl's there, even though she shouldn't be there. <gasps> yeah, there's, yeah. There's, there's but no. Squirrel Girl is amazing. Come there's on. There's no Nova. No it's Richard not, Ryder yeah. in there. Come it's on. It's not right. It's not. It's not right. Still. Anyway, X books. I still maintain X Men Blue is the best. Gold, mediocre. I think they're both good. I mean, I like them both. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 happy to see these types of stories coming back out, and the the fact that it's less dire. Yes, and it feels more Marvel and less DC extended cinematic universe. Like yes. I don't want to feel yes. like I'm constantly fearing for their lives. Yes. Um, Give him a win. Nobody, nobody. <laughs> just give him a win. No one still has uh, questioned why Rachel has changed her code name to Prestige, or why she now has these weird things around her eyes. Because even in like when she was just hanging out, she still had them on. Like, it's not a mask. Did you did you change your t- face tattoos to now just be these circles? She's around her your look. eyes. She's got her makeup. It's it's a thing. That's her drag. Hmm. Let her have her drag. Poor Rachel. <laughs> it's her it's hound almost, drag. It's Poor almost like Rachel. she'll never be as interesting as Jean Grey. Oh. So they have to keep oh. tweaking her personality. Oh. Yeah. They gave her. She was fine in Excalibur. Then she got like lost in space and time and disappeared for a while. And I don't think she ever really recovered after that. Wasn't she dating a Shi'ar for a while? Probably. The one with a big sword? Sure. Who? Yes. That was during the whole. Uh, Vulcan? The tri- oh fuck! What was it? it was the um, not gladiator? Mm-mm. No, 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 no. He had a, uh, a phoenix sword. He had a fragment of the phoenix and the sword. It was this whole this. thing where like phoenix hosts, and then yeah, I've I've read the the, yeah. the Wikipedia entries on it. It was a whole convoluted again. Thing. Haven't really found a good place for Rachel in a while. Yeah, they're trying, but uh, I will tell you, X Men Blue original mutants are original X Men with Magneto as their mentor. Who has a secret agenda? Try to send him home, and they're fighting some cool villains, including Bastion. They brought wow. back Bastion, that, and they oh, wow. merged him with Master Mold and Nimrod, oh. and this whole thing. It's weird. Hmm. Uh. It's weird. No, no, it was fine, but it was weird. No, they just they merged him. They didn't merge him. He like they merged him. I don't know. I don't even. I barely remember Bastion to begin with. He's Nimrod. Thought. Wasn't he like a yes? Uh, it was Nimrod became Bastion. Okay, okay. So, so yeah. then he's, so he he's was already been merged. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, wasn't yeah. Master Mold. He wasn't like spitting out. Well, now he's no. Master no, Mold. No, he was a hunter. But right. Now, now he's Master Mold. Too. Yeah. Huh. Now he's just reprogramming Sentinels. Okay. To try to be helpful, because then they figured out that they the mutants are almost extinct, which means that they're programming. Then they'd be obsolete. So they're now helping mutants because oh they want them to thrive. Yeah. You guys are so confusing. What do you want from <laughs> us? Because then Beast was like, wait a minute. And he went into like programmer mode and he's like, the prime objective is is this. So yeah. they need to be able to get it to a certain point and then they'll turn on the mutants and kill them all. The fitness right. function. Yep. Population control. Genetic algorithms. It was actually like, I was like, oh, cool. I saw that. I got that. All right, that was good. 
Um, yeah, so Marvel's but doing okay. Those, those were good. Weapon X is uh, still pretty interesting. I need to read those still. We uh, we just got the second one. We were missing an issue. And um, Hulk Arena's coming. Hulk Arena's coming. But a whole I, bunch I, of Arenes are coming. I'm actually like surprised that I'm enjoying a book that like surrounds like Lady Deathstrike and Sabretooth. Like it's actually pretty good. Um, Domino was featured prominently in the third issue. The Weapon X book from the mid 2000s was pretty good when uh, it was like like underground or something like that where it was like the weapon x program then you had people that had infiltrated it trying to take it down and like they actually made maverick kind of relevant again oh, with all his with all his pockets yes <laughs> um i actually because i started to really i never really had any like connection with domino until x-force when they paired her up with colossus and i really miss that pairing i really miss colossus and nina together um but she was fun in this in this one the Jean Grey book, the second issue just came out, um, which apparently this issue is just going to be fan service for me and Eric ah. because it's... <laughs> it shows like old Jean Grey and new Jean Grey? No, that's Generations. Oh, that's Generations. That's okay. coming out um, in a couple of months. But th- they're going to start bringing in Phoenix hosts. So like on the cover, you've got Hope and you've got Rachel and you've got young Jean and... Whatever happened to Hope? Oh, she came back. She's coming this. back. She's oh. in this issue of... Uh, <laughs> that was a big buildup for not a lot of payoff, at least at the time. Well, because at the end of AVX, all it really was is she became the uh, the White Phoenix of the Crown, took a step, a flower grew, and then they were like, you just go sit over there for a while. We don't need you right now. You're and too powerful. We don't know what to do with you. Seed well, Legion. Nobody knew how to like, You're just finish lucky out we that don't... story. They were like, we got to this point. Now, nobody really knows if that means that new mutants are going to be born or not. And but what you made a here? flower. Good for you. Um... What uh, Iceman's coming out soon. That's coming yes, out in June. Yes. So hopefully we're going to try to get a hold of Cena and have him back on. Now that he can talk about it. <laughs> now right. that he can talk about He's it. He's coming now. Uh, and the covers by Kevin Watt are looking great. Yeah. I'm very excited. Cable's coming out um, in the not-too-distant future. And then we have, what, Astonishing X-Men? Yes. Gen X came out. I have no desire to read it. Oral said it was actually really good. I might check it actually, out Actually, I wanted bit, to pick that one up. Uh. He said, really if, "If you're interested, Oral said it was um, that it was a good book. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think overall, I think that at least the X Men side of it all seems to have kind of they're finding their their footing again, which is which is good. So, breaking news: there is a Castlevania teaser trailer. Oh snap! For the Warren Ellis Castlevania Netflix show, the live action. Yes, Castlevania. I'm breaking news that you'll." Have already known by well, the time this comes out. Yes. <laughs> it's, 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 we're, we're pretty close. Hey, to if breaking. we're doing that, Game of Thrones season seven trailer came out today. I haven't seen it yet. That's yes, true. I watched uh, the fuck yeah. out of it. Breaking news uh, was the Minnesota um, uh, representative that's trying to get elected uh, body slammed the Guardian it reporter that was trying to interview him. Oh, well, nice. like, like you do in Minnesota. When you get asked a question that you don't want him to answer, you Fake just news. body slam the... Uh, slam! You actually rip your shirt a la Hulk Hogan, and then you body slam it. You give him a leg drop. That's, I mean, that's how I handle all of my questions. That's how I should have answered the question, handled the, ans- the question and answer portion of the Mr. TBRU contest. Oh, that's right. Because then maybe I would have won. Oh, that would have been different. It would have been different. <laughs> all right, so we're going to end the show as we like to do with the things that are giving us life, our one-ups for the week. All right. Do you want me to start? Sure. Trixie Mattel. I knew that I had this saved up. Um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, beginning of May, uh, so it's been a few weeks, 
Trixie Mattel, one of our fabulous, fabulous friends from RuPaul's Drag Race season seven, who is not Ginger Minge, um, <laughs> released her first ever album. It is a straight up bluegrass country album called Two Birds. Has amazing artwork where it's him out of drag as Brian and in drag as Trixie, like side by side. And it is a, um, it's six original songs. The seventh track is um, a demo of one of the other, of one of the songs that's on the, the album. It is a fucking amazing. I'm not a bluegrass person. I'm not, you know, I like some of like new country. This is straight up 50s and 60s style bluegrass country. I'll give it a shot. It is it's good. Fan, you would not. Hmm. On, it's a straight album. Like there's one song that has some humorous elements. The the first, the, t- the lead off track, um, Mama don't make me put that dress on again. Or some um, yeah. is a is a little but kind a little, of little. cheeky. Yeah, a little bit, but not much. Um, everything else is just a straight. Like it's a straight record. Like you would put it on and you would think, oh, okay, this is just some new up and coming country bluegrass singer. It is honestly perfection. We heard her do um, I Know You All Over Again uh, in Ages 3 and Up, her one-woman show, her first ever one-woman show. And literally, we walked out of that show, and I said to Brian and Chris, I said, if that was on iTunes, I would buy it right now. It is an amazing song. It I was. I was like, I don't know. It's got like a full production value. And you know what's amazing is the the studio quality. Like she she got some good musicians behind her. Oh yeah, and the thing is like, I mean, I was impressed. Like it was oh yeah, solid the instrumentation bluegrass. is fantastic. I mean, some of like Steve Martin, the band he's with, that's just that's just good, and it's just he's just there playing his banjo, yeah, not dominating. He's probably like selling records, mm-hmm. but the band behind him is. Freaking great! I mean, they. I I don't know what Brian did for this, but I would not be surprised if he, he went to Nashville and got some good studio people to do it. Yeah, I mean, it's solid. It, it's a fantastic album. It's only I think six ninety seven on iTunes, so it's not like you're not investing ten or twelve dollars into it. It actually hit number two on the main iTunes chart when it was released. Wow, that's how well received this has been. The uh, reviews from HuffPo and all the different online outlets has been fantastic for it. Uh, Two Birds by Trixie Mattel giving me life right now. And I can't wait to see her next show in Provincetown. Uh, to piggyback off of what I talked about earlier, uh, Twin Peaks The Return is giving me life because this is a show that I am actually excited to go watch the next part of. And I love the original parts, or the original Twin Peaks run, and it has recaptured that very easily. So... I recommend anybody who was ever original fan of Twin Peaks go watch it. Even if you were a cursory fan, I'm pretty sure the full run of the old show is up on any number of streaming devices. Oh, I think it's on Hulu or it's on Hulu or Netflix. One it's, of the two. It's on one of them. Yeah, and it's easy to watch. Or it's not okay. It's easy to find. It might not be easy to watch, but yeah, uh, that that is. I haven't been this excited about a show in a while. So nice, BJ. Um. So I and some friends of mine are going to be starting a podcast tomorrow. Dun dun dun. Yeah. I think you have to file a form with us. 
Do, do I, I file uh, there's a, a whole form? process for this. Oral found it out when he did uh, stupid podcast. But oh, uh, okay. All right. So who's on this show? Uh, so it's me, um, my friends Justin. Um, Wait, Justin and um, Justin, Justin Mozo. Yeah. Okay. And um, Wait, what are you guys going to talk about? His boyfriend Todd, and Todd, Casey, and Jonathan. Oh. And um, so pretty much we've we've been doing this weekly dinner, and. We have just had these moments where we're like, damn, that's a really good line. We should write that down. Damn, that's a really good line. We should write that. Like, and so we, we just had these moments where we're going to give it a shot. So um, as of right now, the, the title is, um, is uh, TBA. We're, 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 we're trying to figure it out. Everybody, everybody has a title they like. Um, one was The Closet. I had one called Shady Table. Um, and the other one was, I think, Chunky Yet Funky, which might actually win. Um, so Don't we're, let Latrice sue you. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that one of her songs? She is Chunky Yet Funky. So then that probably won't be that one. One that one that's, doesn't already exist in some fashion yes. is probably what we're going to go with. But it's just us, it's us talking not so much about pop culture, but just shooting the about, shit. Shooting the shit. And we're, we're going we're gonna to record a couple of episodes first. And then kind of figure out once we get it, get the editing process down and all that fun stuff. But yeah, so hopefully I'll be, I'll be plugging a new show. I'll be plugging another show on this one. <laughs> Come they grow next up month. so fast. I, I mean, I would say you wouldn't be the first, but I actually was the first, so I'm, I'm ultimately to blame. <laughs> Seriously, I'm putting, I'm putting a, a C and freaking no a. Uh, a, a plug jar like a swear jar. Oh, so anytime yeah. you plug another show you're on, you got to put money in the jar. Seriously. Is Oral, hefty is Oral still doing stupid podcasts? I don't even yeah. know. Stupid popcast. Popcast. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, Nate. Sorry, Oral. Nathan. <laughs> Nathan. <laughs> you, Nathan. You called him that to his face last time he was here. I know. Oh, I God. Did. That's Joseph? Great. Joseph. Oh, my God. Why do I call him Nathan? Because I think it's his middle Wait, name. Wait, his middle name. His middle name is Nathan. Okay. Because I'm sitting there looking at his <laughs> mentally His Facebook feed his always shows Facebook, his full name. And I think I see Nate or Nathan <laughs> and I go, oh, he's Nathan. Even though I know I've said it's just. I'm you sorry. You called him the wrong Joe. name, too. The Joseph, first though, when he was sorry. when he guessed it on I'm here sorry. too. That's I think it's great. I think it's Nathaniel. Yeah, it's, it's Nathaniel. Nathaniel. <laughs> it's Nathan great. Nathaniel. Oh my god, I'm gonna make sure he listens to this episode. Joseph David Nathaniel Teagle. There we wow, go. That's a lot of middle names. So like, names. I love how you went to like the third name. <laughs> I like the word. Very, I like it's a deep cut. I thought it's, you it's called him cut. Joey last time. I probably did. He call did him Joey. He called him Joey. Listen. Oh, we get another dog. Can we name him? Can we name him Nathaniel? Probably. The the deal is is a name. No, you, you can't actually because that was gonna be our. <gasps> Listen, we got a dog before you. It's a you race. Get, it's a race. We got a dog you before can, you get pregnant. I'm sorry. You can win that race <laughs> unless ah. you win that race. <laughs> I'm like I'm gonna have the entire. Oh, I could oh have the whole god. family. Oh my god! Oh, no, I was gonna try and work in Essex army. too. I was gonna try and work in Essex too. Too oh, late. Your poor children. <laughs> Seriously, if they only knew where their names came from. There's the name you have that you call yourself, and there's the name I call you. They're different names sometimes, but usually they're the same. All right, so my uh, thing giving me life is Jonathan Colton's new album, Solid State. I just got my giant box of shit that I ordered because giant box of shit. he didn't do Kickstarter. I didn't think, think you could send shit through the mail. It's, well, uh, I think I've heard of such things. Um, but yeah, it's, it came with two t-shirts, a coin, uh, the album, of course, and a... ID card USB thing that has not only the album, bonus tracks, but stems of all of the tracks 
I thought they'd be nice for karaoke. Little did I know, they're the individual instruments all broken out into their own tracks. So if wow. I want to make that's karaoke some, tracks, that's some layered shit. Right I gotta there. go in and anyway, it's interesting. So no, I I'm I, of course this album came out what, a couple weeks ago. I was driving up to Charlotte and listened to most of it on the way up, and it's really good. It's uh, the gra- oh, and a graphic novel by Matt Fraction. Really? Yes, and oh. an artist whose name I can't remember, and I'm so sorry, but it is really it's a concept album. If you listen to the album, didn't know it was a concept album, you might go. I think I've heard that before, and there is like a re- recurring theme. Uh-huh. But the graphic novel ties it all together, does sort of a deep dive on some of the lyrics, blends the whole story together, and does this whole thing. So it was really good. Um, I read the graphic novel last night, Matt Fraction, but honestly, it's Matt Fraction sort of just taking what Colton already did and sort of bringing Ex- life to it. Expounding on it. Yeah, and it, it's it's a little out there. I'm not going to lie. There's some crazy stuff in it. Um, things that I recognize, things that I thought, well, that's not... I don't remember that, but all right. Um, but yeah, if you haven't heard this album, it's out. You can get it on iTunes, Google Play, whatever. Um, a couple songs I really like. Solid, or, um, the, not the future, <laughs> the future soon. That's an old uh, old song. Um, the main track, Solid State's great. There's a song about Feed the Trolls that's kind of funny. Um, there's one about cats, the, like cats, watching cats on the internet kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and All This Time is the main uh, first release. That's the one I love the most. It's probably the, one of the more like produced songs. It's got a lot of things going on. But it is really quite a Im- impactful song lyrically and musically. So if you have not heard it yet, go out, check out Solid State by Jonathan Colton. And let us know what you think. And that's it for us this well, week. Before we sign oh, off, oh. I would like to uh, just make a correction to what I said earlier in my breaking news. Oh. Is the Republican candidate yes. from Montana. Montana. Not Minnesota. Bodied, no, not Minnesota. No, They're um, a little more classy in Minnesota. Well, I mean, Jesse Ventura. No. So, I mean, it, it, mm. You're right. there was a chance They're that he could have been Minnesota. They're super fucking classy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but he, uh, he body slammed the, uh, allegedly body slammed the reporter allegedly. from The Guardian. Mm. There you go. And now you can sign off. So, I don't want people getting upset. And no, no, no. We don't misreporting. As, as much as we love hearing from our audience, what we don't like hearing are corrections. <laughs> so I love them. Send them in. Yeah. To Jeff at flameonshow.com, BJ at flameonshow.com. B- Send them all. E J A Y. There you go. <laughs> and, and again, that's Jeff G E O F F. It'll come to me. <laughs> I will change that. I will go in. I, I can, can add make it, that yeah, address. We can add an alias. <laughs> Shit. So, if you like what we're doing, you know how to find us. Please let us know what you think. Give us a nice review on iTunes or Google Play. It seems to make a difference. Or SoundCloud, because that's still a thing. We're on there. You should check us out. Stitcher. Stitcher. I don't know. Just go to the, the Nerdy Show website. Nerdy Show. Lots of places. Pod who? Podbeam, is that a thing? I don't even know what that is. I think it's a thing. Maybe it's Audio Boom. Are we on Spotify? I don't know if podcasts are on Spotify. Yes, yeah, Spotify is podcasts. I don't know. That's good. Let us know. Write in and let us know if we're on Spotify. <laughs> but you can find us everywhere else. So if you're not if we're not there, don't worry about it. And tell a friend, because honestly, it'd be nice to have some more listeners just to know what we're doing. Because you out there aren't enough for us. We need extra people. Yes. So please get on that. Validate our uh, our egos, please. So my evil Stroke it. My evil plan for the new podcast is to tell all the other podcast members that I'm talking about them on this show so they have no choice but to listen. Is that what you're playing the long game? Oh, yeah. Wow. Mm. That's what I'm doing. Dirty you haven't bastard. already told them? No. Well, I mean, Jonathan listens to us already, but the other ones don't. So I'm going to make sure they do. I think 
think Todd might listen to. I don't know. We'll see. Well, and our, friend, our friend Chrissy just texted me. He was like, what's the name of your podcast again? Now that he's flying, maybe he's actually listening Aww. to us as he's gallivanting in the Northeast. Also, Maddie, Maddie's getting restless. Maddie's getting restless. That means we got to wrap things up. Thank you guys for listening and see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to Flame On, presented by Nerdy Show. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us on iTunes. Like and follow us on SoundCloud and Audioboom, or subscribe and stream on Google Play. As listener-supported entertainment, rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. At patreon.com slash nerdyshow, you can fund the whole Nerdy Show Network and unlock a plethora of amazing bonus content and early releases. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show and Flame On on all your favorite social networks. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.